11 o'clock comics episode Does it, he must have a big honking dick because he's a huge guy, tall. One. Yes, Not that I care. It might be, no, it might be huge to us <laughs> because he is tall. Yes. But it's probably <laughs> like the same size yours would be at your height. No, I don't think so. I think he's got a lot on me. D- L. Yes. Dave, he must have a oh, huge honking oh, member. Oh. Yeah, but we've got to cut that part out, don't we? <laughs> <laughs> yes, like because it. it's really you know it's it's so beyond what we would normally. Right. All ages podcast. Absolutely, baby, <laughs> motherfucker. Hello, everybody. Welcome. To, that was almost Harry Carey, wasn't it? It was. Oh God, son, just going to come after you. Hi guys. Hello, everybody, and welcome <laughs> to Eleven O'clock Comics, Episode Thirty Eight. It's our special Eleven O'clock Listeners Choice Awards. Woohoo! <laughs> yeah, almost, almost as big as the Golden Globes. Almost as big. almost right. <laughs> Uh, I am Vince B. Before I forget, uh, I'm Christopher Neesman. I am David Price, and I am Ray Harryhausen. Oh, oh. <laughs> wrong, old Mary Lou. You uh. are Jason. I don't know quality when I see it. No, you didn't. No. <sighs> Well, yes. I, I was I was expecting yeah. I was expecting a, 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 a tribute this week. You you went the the tribute uh, route for the around comics discussion that we had this past week. Except I tell you what, what I was expecting a, a Roland Burris out of you this week. Uh, you know what? If it weren't for Vince and I uh, with the back channel arguing uh, the last few days about whether uh, more than one person can be collaborative and, and it still be art. That's I, not, I, not, 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 not what we were arguing about. Maybe in your... Here, <laughs> I'm just, I'm just going to... But... I'm going to clue the uh, the listeners in and just, just... I'll say this. We'll leave it at that and they can speculate. But the, the argument at the core um, revolved around who was better, Ray Harryhausen or Peter Jackson. And I'm just going to leave it at that. Right. And I do have to tell you one thing. I listened to the episode. I thought it was great. Don Glute, Hillary Barta, and Tim Seeley. The next time you see Tim Seeley, do me a favor. Okay? Get me a pair of Tiffany Shepis's underwear. Please. Well, I'm going to see him on Saturday. Oh, so she sure. is a goddess, man. When he, said oh, he, hey. when he said he knew her, I was like, oh, my tongue hit the floor. <laughs> I had no idea who he was talking about until you were like, oh, my God, he knows her. And I, I Googled it. And she, yeah, this, this smoking hot uh, oh. uh, B-movie horror actress. But uh, yeah, um, no spe- speaking of Tim and why I'm going to be seeing him on Saturday, before I forget, um, for fans of uh, Andy Kuhn, 
who's a, a great artist, has worked on on a ton of stuff. Uh, if you know Fire Breather or Brit or uh, Man Tooth, a bunch of stuff. Andy Coon's band, the Fuglies, are going to be playing in Chicago this Saturday at uh, a bar called Martyrs. And anyone from Chicago should know where Martyrs is or, or know about Martyrs. But uh, uh, the Fuglies uh, with with Andy Coon uh, are going to be playing on Saturday. So come by, check it out. Cool. Sweet. All right. Drink roll call. Whoop. There you go. Oh, uh, Mr. B, what you drinking? I'm I'm throwing a change-up ball this week. Instead of starting with the Lord Chesterfield Ale, I'm starting with the Black and Tan. And then I'm going to work my way over to the Lord Chesterfield Ale. Both and, and, of- and, and Vince, you can say just change-up. It's Okay. It's, what did I say? say cha- you have to say change-up ball. It's like saying I'm going to throw a fastball ball. Oh, okay. Oh. I'm, I'm ignorant. <laughs> To the baseball jargon. Welcome to Pound. of the clock, clock comics. Yes. <laughs> we'll, we'll learn you, uh, Mister Mister Price. What are you drinking? Uh, I am drinking a Samuel Adams Winter Lager because it's fucking cold up here, and uh, <laughs> I didn't want to drink anything that was going to keep me awake when uh, later tonight. So the beer should work nice. Good beer. That's a good. That's a, that's a good hearty beer. That's kind of turned into uh, over the winter months. That's turned into the Around Comics uh, house beer. That's what we picked uh, up before ooh. we record. So it's awesome. A, yeah, yeah. It's. A, I tell you what. I, I I enjoyed Boston whenever I was out there. It's a good town. They make good, real good beer out there. They know yeah. their beer in Boston. Hell so. yeah. Um, and Mr. Wood, I'm just going to say, whatever you're drinking this week, it better have been in like a paper bag after last week. <laughs> well, I figured I so appalled you with the concept of Dom Mosa's yes, uh, last week. I had to top it. So I, uh, I'm drinking some Macallan and Kool-Aid. No, I'm, just ki- I'm, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. No, I'm drinking um, uh, my, one of my tried and trues, uh, Red Bull and some Grey Goose. Out of a colostomy okay. bag. No oh, shit. Out of, out of a brown paper bag with uh, with a Dixie cup. <laughs> R- R- Renee wants me to let you know that she is having Bacardi Select and Coke. Yay! Nice. I like Renee more and more. <laughs> <laughs> Her taste in men is a little bit on the. On hey, the, you know. Yeah. Like, what can I say? Well, I like her. I got a chance. Yeah, get, get her drinking. Get her drinking the Jim Beam and Squirt. I bet she likes it. So. Uh, <laughs> Uh, I am drinking uh, this week, uh, speaking of good winter beers, uh, from the uh, fantastic Great Lakes Brewing Company uh, from uh, Cleveland, Ohio. I'm having their uh, their Elliot Ness uh, handcrafted amber lager. And uh, uh, even though it's it's from Cleveland, uh, you would think that if you put a match to it, it would catch on fire. But it is actually a delicious beer. Wow. I got a good tagline for the beer. Okay. Elliot Ness, the beer that puts you away. Oh, 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 there you go. Very nice. All right. This is the creative episode of 11 O'Clock Comics. That's the Chicago way. (laughs) Before we get into it, remember last week when I said I probably forgot somebody with the gift-giving thing? I did. I forgot two two somebodies. Dave Wachter. Wachter. Sorry, David. Wachter. Wachter. His Guns of Shadow Valley book, that double-page spread with the ravens and the swirling and the Indians. and the, I admired that so much when I first saw it. He sent the double-page spread to me. What? Wow. Yes. It is, it is a, a maelstrom of awesomeness, and now that's I a, own it. Wow. Yes. Congratulations. You know, that's so, been, uh, of all the things since we've um, gotten to know each other and through the whole podcasting thing, one of the funnest things has been seeing Dave evolve as, oh, as an oh, artist. Oh, yeah. 
over the last three i mean has that guy just grown by leaps and bounds as an artist since you first met him yes yes and it's dave unchained i think it's his finest hour because when he does when he does the commissions he's drawing in a style that he knows the buyer will accept like he draws in a superhero style uh very clean very it's a beautiful style but on this guns of shadow valley he drew as dave wachter and it is freaking gorgeous and like I said, I'm going to have it framed, I'm going to put it on my wall, and I'm just going to say, look at this magnificent piece of art that my buddy Dave gave to me. I know, so, Dave's, I know Dave's listening. I just want to say, Dave, I think about you every time I take a crap. Ooh. because <laughs> He's <laughs> because, that big, huh? Because in my bathroom is a, uh, uh, a framed uh, fear agent sketch that he ah. did for me. It's more than a sketch. It's a, it's a, f- a framed fear agent drawing that he did for me probably two at least two years ago two and a half years ago so i see i I look at that picture every time i'm taking a dump oh dave Dave is just all (laughs) kinds of awesome and the other guy somebody sent me the world war z novel i forget who i forget who it was some uh was it somebody on the forum no come on jason you're supposed to say dude it was me oh dude Uh, it was me there you go (laughs) yeah jason sent me world war z and i love it Mm. it's like it's like candy Nice. I thought you'd like it. Yes, it's very, very good. All right. So anybody else have anything to add before we jump into um, our little Northlanders talk? <laughs> Stop <laughs> it. Hey, we, nah, we can't forget about that. What? We got we'll to do that. We'll do it All next right. week. We got so much to go over this week. Okay, so much to go over this week. So now, much. the 11 o'clock Listener's Choice Awards, first category. Who wants to take it? Me? Yeah. yeah. Okay. It is the best cover artist now the uh the winner i will not name but the the highest ranking ones aside from the winner good old joe Hubert came in that surprised me 23 percent of the uh, voters voted for joe Hubert. then we have sam weber the house of mystery covers which are awesome very good very good ryan sook and mike mignola got zero votes but he was nominated mm. which it's an honor just to be nominated i think so too um but the winner and I don't think this should surprise anyone. James Jean. Mm-hmm. I can see it. Very gonna, well deserved. They're going to rename that award after him eventually. Sixty yeah. percent of the votes went to well, James Jean. Far be it for us to vote against the guy that I think's won three Eisners in a row, if not four. Mm-hmm. So that was my vote too. I, 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 I think he's the winner as well. I didn't nominate anyone because I thought that would be kind of unfair. So I just I didn't nominate yeah, anyone, but yeah, I just let everybody else do the nominations, and I voted for the best in that category. But and and when whenever we do these kind of best of lists, the favorite list, as Chris likes yeah. to call it, I I have a really hard time deciding because there's so many things out there that I love, and to pick say Eric Larson over Ivan Rice over Mignola, you know, how do you do that? They're all different styles, mm-hmm. and it's just which one is your favorite at the moment really so i really didn't prepare for this at all i want to get some off the top of my head responses to this great if if i wouldn't if i didn't vote for james gene i would have voted for marcos martin for this because his amazing spider-man care uh covers this year have been freaking amazing the the paper doll cover the leechenstein homage Mm. the, the 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 shocker covers they're just fantastic yeah, you just, Marcos you just Martin. Wanted, he, he just wanted to say shocker. Seriously. Shocker. <laughs> yeah, that's for you, Pat. <laughs> Who would you guys have voted for besides Wood? 
Uh, well, I I looked at it from um, I'll be reading fables in trades for uh, for Christmas. Uh, a friend of mine, friend of Renee and I, she uh, she got me the second and third trade, so I got the first trade. So I'll be reading fables soon. So I couldn't vote for James Jean because aside from Umbrella Academy, I didn't read a whole lot of books that he did the covers for. So I this throughout the entire favorites list, I went through things that I read during 2008. So James Jean wasn't my vote, and actually nobody on the list, which is a great list. I mean, when you have Joe Kubert and Mike Mignola on there and Ryan Sook, it's not a list you can sneeze at, but I ended up going with Marco Djurjevic because looking over books like Daredevil or Daredevil Blood of the Tarantula, Wolverine Origins, the Thor one-shots by themselves are yeah. gorgeous, but he's mm-hmm. he's been doing, and I mean, even his Ghost Rider covers, I just can stare at. I mean, not not since Tex did the covers for Ghost Rider have I just been like, I could just stare at those for days. So that was that was my favorite of 2008 as far as covers go. was uh, and, and like you were just saying, Vince, you can't really compare Dragevic's covers and, and James Jean. They're, they're two completely different styles. They both tell the story in their own way, and the images can excite you. I'm not saying one is better than the other. I just... Right. Go by what what I was looking at, and and Gene is an awesome choice, and he does deserve it. But uh, I couldn't go with him for this year. Chris, oh, sorry, hold on. <laughs> no, He's got his priorities, <laughs> baby. No, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Marta was Marta was waving me down for something. Um, a favorite cover artist, you know, he, he, James Gene. His stuff is you almost want to pick something besides that because yeah. he's so obvious but i mean just go back and look at those covers and it's like yeah that's 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 art it's it's so so separate from whatever else is going on out there but uh um you know other folks that i like uh, i ben temple smith uh does some mm-hmm. pretty awesome cover work um i've loved uh um Waffham's young wires covers this year um Oh man, um, I think Scotty Young did some great cover work this year. Mm-hmm. Um, his uh, Cable Deadpool covers were very were true, very on. true. Yep. Um, it, yeah, any cover that has you know Brother Voodoo on it is, is <laughs> respect. Cool. Um, yeah, it's uh, it, it's kind of nice to see comic covers as as really kind of a renaissance in them again and i think that there are some fantastic cover artists it's uh and i think it also talks about the the quality of of covers that are out there that we haven't said alex ross yet who still right. does great covers but um or frank know. joe yeah um another guy uh, i think i had mentioned um before is um uh, cliff chang I, mm-hmm. i've loved his covers for whenever he's doing them uh, Green Arrow, Black Canary, and then the Secret Six covers. I think Frank Cho, and then another guy that I just love his art, who I think does great covers as well, is Jock. And I just I love that graphic style. So, Gary Frank, Jason, you wanted to interject? Yeah, just before we move on, I wanted to say um, to I'm sure a lot of people know that James Jean is is uh, wrapping up his work on Fables, and it's primarily because he is an aspiring um, artist, a painter. Um, Nothing aspiring about it, man. Well, no, no, that's true. But that's the point. He wants to focus on that, and uh, and certainly he has the chops. But I just people in the New York area um, this weekend, actually January tenth, uh, he's having an opening um, at a the Jonathan uh, Levine Gallery in New York uh, of his work, and it's um, 
you could just Google it. Uh, it's JonathanLevineGallery.com, or you could just Google James Gene Art Show. But but uh, the opening is this weekend. There's a reception. It's on Saturday, and I think it's an open reception. Um, but the, I think the exhibit's going to run through February 7th, so I'm definitely going to go and uh, try and check it out because uh, I'm just I'm dying to see his stuff in in you know on big canvas form. But uh, so those of you guys that are James Gene nuts and, and in the area, give it a try. Right, nice. I, and I think James Jean has a lot of money to be made outside of comics. Oh, oh definitely, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and let's not forget about uh, Massimo Carnival, the guy that does the covers for Northlanders. <laughs> Northlanders, yeah, yeah those yeah. have been stunning. <laughs> no, I'm not saying it to to be the burr under the saddle. They're great covers. Go ahead, Chris. Is he talking to Marta again? No, I just went. Oh, here, yes, here. Sorry, I'm. <laughs> dog got a hold of some chapstick that I the was, dog marta what's next the bird is? no yeah the dog was chewing Eat your on mouth my you know wednesday night we do record the podcast right? I'm, I'm so sorry guys okay no chewing so, on so chocolate all, oh i know bad bad chris okay um next up we have uh best colorist correct yes mm-hmm. okay and uh and the uh the runners up and uh, and I'll start with uh fourth and 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 go up um Alex Sinclair uh got 8% of the vote uh Sandra Hope with uh, 8% of the vote as well uh Chris Ware so I guess they're all uh um, tied tied for second yeah with uh with 8% and uh, and the winner, which uh, uh, you can't go wrong with, is the truly incredible Dave Stewart. Which I think, uh, as much as uh, James Jean, the uh, uh, the the award could be named after him. I don't think there's anyone better in the business than uh, than Dave Stewart. Wow, so that's, uh, Stewart is good. Oh yeah, hey, wrong hey, word. Man. wasn't wasn't my vote, but it, it uh, definitely he's. Up there, definitely. Yeah. Some, of the, would, some of the other folks that were uh, that were nominated: uh, Lee Lowrich, uh, uh, great choice. Uh, uh, Josh uh, Bertram, Maury Hallwell, Val Staples, and uh, Patricia Mulville. So Mulva Hill, is that how you right. say that? Mul- 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 uh, Mul- so I think uh, uh, all good uh, good nominations there. So and oh, that's yeah. you know that's one of the the offensive lineman categories. Yeah. In, uh, yeah in comics big time but uh you know dave stewart is is one of those uh colors that i think kind of has elevated the game of the people that you know that he that he works on um a great a great example is the uh, bprd war on frogs uh john severin is a master and he mm. is incredible but I haven't seen John Severin look as good as he's looked in the BPRD uh, series, colored by Dave Stewart. And you know the the stuff that he did with Iron Fist was was great. But Dave Stewart really helped make his art just come alive. It's uh, yep. he's a master. Dave Stewart's mm-hmm. awesome. I would have to say my favorite for that category would would be Laura Allred. Ooh, okay, yes, she's got this. Batman? Yes. Uh, naturally, calling and anything her, her husband does, not just that, yeah, right, right. But she's working this kind of style that almost looks like she's coloring on acetate. There's, there, you get the kind of perception that there's a shadow underneath some of the the color. It's really cool. It's very slick, and, and at the same time, it's kind of soft. Uh, it, it's unique. She stands out among the pack to me. I mean, I guess I'll, I'll show my. Uh, <clears throat> My uh, stupidity here. What, what does that mean exactly, Vince? Like it's on acetate? I don't. I don't know what that means. It looks like it's uh, like they do cell animation. 
Oh, okay. Where, okay. where you That's almost very, get the, very flat. The, yeah, it's flat. But it, it's almost like it's. But it, it's. She does do gradations, but it, it almost looks like it's. It's laying underneath the pencils on a physical layer. You know, and you you have like there's almost a perceptible space between the pencils and the color. It it doesn't look like it's been flattened, which obviously it has for print. But the, there there's a there's air to her work. I really like it, and I also like um, Dave McCaig, the guy who colored uh, Northlanders. He's yep. great. <laughs> that that was my no. That was <laughs> no, that was I mean, my vote. Look, what look, 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 at, look at what else McCaig uh, does though. Dave McCaig dude, is this all is, over the place. That's awesome. why he was my he not only Northlanders, which looks stunning with his colors. The first issue comics, which Blade, Joker's Asylum, Penguin, Fight, the Rogue's Revenge. He did Star Wars, Dark Times, Secret Invasion, X Men, New Avengers. He did huh. what what really stunned me were the um, he colored over. Ivan Rice's pencils on the Green Lantern Secret Origins covers. Oh, he did. And aside from those covers and Northlanders and his work on Action Comics with Gary Frank and and uh, and is it John Seibel? It's just it's I I now granted I haven't read Witchblade this year, so I don't know how the color looks, but I'd imagine that I know, but I'd imagine that based on everything else I've seen, McKay color and even on. The the Penguin one shot, the Joker's Asylum with the Jason Pearson art. I thought the colors on that were great. So he's everything I've seen him do this year. And I, I look. Um, he does I know, the the Green Lantern covers, I believe. No, he. Well, I, the, does he do them all? Because I, I he may still There's do them. A lot of them. Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, I I know I noticed he did the the Secret Origin cover, so he very well could be the regular. Because I was surprised. I don't even think Moose Bauman is is the interior colorist anymore, but. The colorists are like, or color artists are like letterers. Where if they're really good, same thing with editors. If if they're really good at what they do, you don't notice it. You mm-hmm. may you may say, "Hey, this looks really sharp," but if it's a poor job, you can bitch about it, and you'll notice it, and it sticks out like a sore thumb. There are some colorists, you know. I'm a little Vince will hate this, but I can be nitpicking. I'm like, okay, well, they're wearing a necklace, or they have a collar on their shirt, and for some reason, the color of the collar is not the color of the shirt but the color of their skin or something else where it's just it's it's a very easy mistake and very easy to overlook but if i'm looking at this 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 image and there's something colored incorrectly it just it doesn't take me out of the story like other things might but it's it's a mistake <laughs> and and it's just like and and i have yet even even when i was pouring over the northlanders pages I didn't see anything that jumped out at me that I was like, wow, McCaig really was screwing up here. But now, yeah. You have to take um, – McCaig didn't do uh, an issue of Witchblade since uh, Sajik came on. He colors his own work. He, okay. He pencils does all everything in one, so he's okay. the artist of Witchblade. But, yeah, For, McCaig's work is great. Um, one play, If you actually want to get in touch with Dave McCaig um, – there is a great website out there, or if you were just mm-hmm. interested in coloring in general and interested in you know trying it out and, and just playing around with it, there's a, a website out there called Gutter Zombies, and it's gutterzombies.com. And I know Dave McCaig is there. All the I actually Dave McCaig may actually run the site. I think you're right. Um, you can you can uh, talk with guys like Jason Malay and uh, Scott Johnson, who is is really a digital painter for for Marvel's uh, licensing 
division. But these guys know comic book coloring in and out, and probably I'd say that most of the most of the colorists in the comics industry have a presence over at, at Gutter Zombies, and it's really a very informative site, a great forum. If you are playing around with coloring at home and you want to post samples and get advice, it is a very fun and uh, and uh, very useful community there of people that just really enjoy you know the Photoshop techniques and and that kind of stuff. You get some great advice. So that's a great site to go to if you're interested in coloring. Yeah. little bit of information for David. In, in, back in the day before digital plate making uh, came around, they, the color artist used to have to cut a piece of rubolith for every single instance of a color. So back then, when, whenever you saw maybe, like you were saying, a necklace that was the same color as the person's skin, mm-hmm. they just didn't cut the rubolith. Around the necklace, so okay. when, when they bur- when they burned the plate, the color wasn't there because right. th- there was no part on the plate for that. So, yeah, but now there's really no excuse for it. Jeez, I haven't I haven't cut ruby loose ruby lith since college. <laughs> Me too. So, uh, what the hell is ruby lith? Uh, okay, Ru- ruby lith is an amber um, film that is um, attached to acetate, like we were talking about acetate okay. earlier, and you. You cut out a shape with an X-Acto knife, and whenever that um, whenever that amber film is put over a a plate, uh, mm-hmm. being an aluminum plate that has a um, a light sensitive emulsion to it and is exposed to light, it won't um, uh, it won't harden. And so whenever that is all that emulsion is all washed away, then you have basically a raised edge, which ink is applied to and then put onto paper. That's very, very probably good. just made absolutely no sense to you, but it's no. part of it. It's, no, I appreciate it. Yeah, that's great. That's, that's a that's very the, good explanation, Chris. Okay. Yeah, it's the, it's the old printing process that, uh, um, and it, you guys will like this, um, and Vince will know this, uh, there was actually a job at the um, at the printing places, uh, actually the, the film houses, of the people that would have to cut the ruby lith and amber lith were the two different mm-hmm. uh, um, films. And uh, Vince, what were those people called? Strippers. Strippers. Yep. <laughs> Bring it so on. Is this ruby lith as in like the same word derivative of uh, of lithography and then this is ruby because it's red? Is that is that why it's called ruby lith or is that just... Yeah, probably. A, yeah, yeah, offset lithography. It's 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 a derivation of the lithography, yeah. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Cool. Marty so, used to do that. Marty was a stripper. Would, M- Marty was a stripper. Mm-hmm. <laughs> does Marty do the same thing as you, Vince, or you guys have different... Yes, he does. He does the same thing as I do. Yep. Cool. One drawing, screw around for two hours. Do another drawing, screw around for two hours. That's basically it. Respect. Next category is best or favorite letterer. Um, and I was a little, and again, my uh, my choice wasn't dominated here. And you know, for most of the Christmas to New Year's week, I was very low key on the forum. I wasn't actually. I wasn't even around for the. Um, for the nominations, so even if I wanted to throw my my two cents in, I didn't. And, and like Vince, vote I did that on on one or two, but not all. Uh, but the letterers that were listed here are some fantastic letterers. Uh, Chris Ware is uh, gets one vote at four percent. Richard Starkings uh, received four, giving him sixteen percent. Uh, Todd Klein 
six at twenty four percent, who ties with uh, Chris Eliopoulos at uh, also six with twenty four percent. The number one, which I'm guessing might be the entire studio, since we already had Richard Starkings listed, is Comic Craft with eight votes at thirty two percent. Yep, interesting. And I, I, there are a lot of books out there with with RS and Comic Crafts fill in the blank studio personnel working on the lettering on the book, just like there are a, a, a bunch for virtual calligraphy. And one person that works for virtual calligraphy was the person that uh, that I would have nominated or was my favorite, which is uh, Corey Petit. And he's done books like uh, X-Factor, Deadpool, Nova, the Amazing Spider-Man looks amazing. Uh <laughs> X-Men and X-Men Legacy. He did Wonder Lost, the C.B. Sobolski book, uh, Uncanny X-Men, Young Avengers Presents, um, no, Black Panther. He's done a lot of the Marvel books and one image book over the course of the year. And it's, it's, it's consistent and it looks great. And it's, it, it, a lot of it reminds me of the old Tom Wozniakowski look on, on all the X-Men books. But it's, it's one, one letterer that I know is going to be clean. I'm going to be able to make out what everybody's saying, all the word balloons pretty much point to the person that they belong to, and I really don't have a problem with his lettering, but who would uh, who would you guys pick? Mm. I'd have to say John Workman, the best yeah. in the business. And I'm sure he did 1985. Yes, he Tom, did. Tommy Lee Edwards. Yes, so, he did. Yeah, Workman is my all-time favorite letterer. And don't even have I'd, to look. Just- right. I'd have to give it up for Dave Sim as number two. Huh, Interesting. Tim's a master with lettering. I can't disagree with those. I mean, this is a category that I I feel woefully. I mean, it seems like I, I don't pay enough attention to it to, to really feel like I'm making the most educated vote here. Um, I mean, I, I voted for Todd Klein uh, mainly because Fables is my favorite book, it seems, for years now. And I, I think he does great work and it's very it's very varied. You know, he, he doesn't, it's just not all one style. Obviously, he's lots of different fonts. And House of Mystery is probably my favorite new book that Vertigo's done in a while, and he does that too, so I, I gave him the nod, but I, I can't pretend to have any, any kind of real uh, edge here as to, to why I just, I voted for who I who I knew, which which name popped out at me as, as, as having recognizable on the work that I like, so. Sure. What it's about, a, a, uh, it's, it's, mm-hmm. go, no, ahead. go ahead. Oh, I was going to about- say, this is, another, <laughs> <laughs> this is another offensive lineman um, category that it is absolutely important. And, and by saying that, people, oh, well, it's not important. No, it is It is some of the most important work that goes into comics, but it's it's something that you only notice it whenever it's bad. And um, it's, you know, letters are, are fantastic at what they do. And, you know, if it, if it's bad, you notice it, and I would say that there are a lot of great letters out out there right now. So it's a it's a hard category to to vote on because yeah. I think they're they're all pretty pretty darn good, and that's uh, you know why Comicraft um, kind of gets a nod there is because I, th- I think as as a company and as a studio, I think they have done more to elevate the overall in lettering by. By creating some, I mean those, those folks. I've I've talked to the you know not just Richard but some of the other folks that work there, and they love typography. 
that is a passion of theirs, and they're just not knocking out fonts to 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 put them out there. They are passionate about about typography and the product that they make. So I, th- I think Comicraft is is a very good choice there. But uh, you know, as far as hand lettering goes, yeah, I mean, how can you not love John Workman? Yeah, <laughs> I heard the Comicraft guys sleep on beds made of UNLC magazine. <laughs> and for you guys that's that's a upper and lower case it's a very it's a typography oriented magazine very very old magazine oh, yeah. uh, new, newspaper size and that's what they make their beds out of hey man but, ty- typography <laughs> is a it's a lost art it really is oh, a lost yeah. art yeah. yeah and don't forget about uh travis lanham he's very good too yeah he did northlanders <laughs> <laughs> I'm, gonna beat, I'm gonna beat the shit out of you guys. <laughs> New York Comic Con, it's coming up. Yeah, no there kidding. we go. <laughs> All right. Okay, All right, so, Nick, Jason, you're up. Yeah, I am up for uh, I guess for favorite inker, which somehow I feel almost like I'm committing adultery here, not having David do this category. <laughs> he loves it. Uh, oh, he'll get his fucking say. Yeah, so, so I definitely, uh, but. Um, also, before I, I go into this, I have to say I'm, I'm disappointed that Vince didn't uh, didn't uh, introduce the segment for what it should be known as, which is the uh, eleven O'Closkers. Uh, I think that we <laughs> oh, that's right. Very nice. nice. No, I like that. You like that, right? Very creative. Um, thank you. So, okay. So, favorite inker got a lot of uh, different votes, a lot of nominations, and and a, and a lot of people got at least uh, one or two votes. So, I'll just uh, run through the people. Um, Steve Laola got a got a three and a half percent of the of the votes. Scott Koblish and Chris Ware each got just under seven percent of the votes. Um, Mario Alberti and Stefano Guadiano got just over ten percent of the votes. Mark Morales came in in third place with uh, just under fourteen percent of the voting. Old school great Jerry Ordway uh, got just over twenty one or just under twenty one percent of the vote. Came in second place. And the winner with uh, 27.6% of the votes was Dexter Vines, which, uh, you know, Dexter is, uh, it seems like he he and Maury Hollowell are the uh, semi or, or, or 100% permanent uh, partners with, uh, with, um, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah, so um, he, he got the most votes. Uh, I, I didn't, um, I guess if I had to vote for someone from, from this list, I, I probably would have gone with Morales because... Um, and we've talked about this on the show a few times. To me, what Morales does to Lionel U, um, Mark Morales inking Lionel U versus Lionel U uh, without ink is dramatically different for the better. Mm-hmm. So I, I got to give him his props there. Um, there but I didn't, I didn't vote in this category since, um, as David said, I didn't want to skew the voting. So my nominee, um, I tried to find someone that I liked their work, but but thought didn't have. Um, as much recognition uh, in these things this year, so I'm going to go with Rick Magyar, um, who is pretty much nice. uh, Paul, thanks, pretty much Paul Pelletier's uh, inker these days. He uh, he inked him um, in Fantastic Four when uh, when it was good when when Dwayne McDuffie was running <laughs> back in the day. Nice. Yeah, back yeah. in the day, and then uh, and then he he followed him to, uh, to to Nova, and then most importantly, from my perspective. They're the, the pencil and inking team on uh, the fantastic Guardians of the Galaxy now. And just recently, toward the tail end of 08 and into 09, um, Rick is also inking uh, Luke Ross on Captain America. So uh, he's my vote. But again, there are a lot of great inkers out there. You know, it's one of those things like just with pen- as with pencils, um, 
you know, guys can really only do one, maybe one and a half, two books a, a month, even as an anchor. So there's a lot of great guys out there doing great work. So it's it's one of the harder categories, I thought, to really say favorite, but but I'll give it to Rick this year. Yeah, sure. They're, they're not the uh, offensive linemen, but they're kind of like the blocking fullbacks, mm-hmm. you know, a little bit more active, but, uh, and yeah, and you see them on the field a little bit more, but uh, uh, still don't get the, uh, the attention and uh, accolades maybe they deserve. Sure. So who'd you go with, Chris? Um... Uh, on on the list that uh, of the nominees, I would uh, um, just just knowing how happy Mike Norton was with uh, uh, with the job that he had done, I have to go with Jerry Ordway. Um, mm. I, I I loved Ordway's inks on Mike's stuff in uh, in Trinity, and uh, uh, I thought it was you know some of the uh, some of the best inking I've seen on his stuff. Uh, and Ordway is just I mean he's 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 an old school great. He's uh, a fantastic artist in his own right, and I think a fantastic uh, a fantastic anchor. Another guy that I think uh, gets overshadowed by by the penciler that he inks for, uh, but you know that this has got to be just a hand cramping job is Scott Koblish, who yeah. who who um, does pretty much what the majority of. Uh, of Perez's stuff these days, mm-hmm. he's doing Legion of Three Worlds, and and I think has been uh, has been uh, inking uh, George Perez's stuff for for quite a while. So I think Scott Koblish is uh, is one of those guys that uh, that you need to tip uh, tip your cap because because he's uh, um, ink, inking a George Perez page is not like inking <laughs> a, a Darwin Cook page, shall we say? There's not much economy of line there. It's a lot of a lot of detail. Um, but uh, yeah, I can't uh, can't talk about inkers without uh, uh, talking about Andy Parks and and the job that he does on Phil Hester and uh, mm-hmm. uh, El Diablo uh, right now. Uh, you know another another Hester Parks collaboration that looks great and uh, and Andy I think just his his knowledge of the history of inking and and um, his skill in in inking not just Phil but uh, you know other guys like Tony Moore that uh, you go back and look at some of those exterminators issues that that he inked uh, over Tony and uh, and Andy is really he's one of the best in the biz and and a real professional so um uh, the guy I would I would take on the list is Ordway, but uh, but I think Andy Parks is a guy that uh, is a consummate professional that that should definitely be on that list. So yep. there you go. Cool. Set. What do you say, Vince? Oh, so many good choices. Um, the first one that comes to mind in almost every instance is Klaus Janssen. Uh, I love Jerry Ordway's work. Mark Farmer. Uh, Scott Koblish, the unenviable task he has. <laughs> I, I, I really, really can't pick a favorite inker. I, I, I'll just say Klaus Janssen by Jerry default. Farmer, yeah. But, uh, you know, I, there, there's so many fantastic guys. I really can't single one out. I, I know that's the wimpy way to go about it, but yeah. No, but no, it's, it's not easy. Yeah. <laughs> we're going to have another one of those categories coming up next. <laughs> David. David doesn't uh, have anything to say about anchors. Next. <laughs> there you go. Now, see, we're running out of time already. Um, now, I, to, I, I agree with Chris. I think Ordway did a really good job on, on Mike Norton's Trinity pages. I, I noticed Andy inked a few for, uh, for, for, for the Trinity, quote-unquote, backup tales. Uh, but I think who looked the best on, 
on Mike's pencils was Carl Kessel, who unfortunately wasn't nominated. And I don't think, and uh, I did see a lot of, of work from him this year. And, and he was always paired with Mike Waringo. And I think they, they had a fantastic style. They were a beautiful team together. Um, that I didn't vote for Kessel. I didn't vote for Farmer. Um, I was leaning towards Dexter Vines because of the Hulk, because of, uh, because of Wolverine, um, because of Amazing Spider-Man. But I ended up going with, uh, with Mark Morales because, like Wood said, with, uh, with his work, going over Yu's work on, on Secret Invasion, it's, it's beautiful. It's clean. It's night and day from his like regular New Avengers work, but Morales also inked Jim Chung on New Avengers Illuminati. He inked mm-hmm. Barry Kitson on The Order. He um, and he's doing a beautiful job over uh, Koipel on Thor. Or is it me that's lost? No, nobody's lost. Nobody's lost. No. Oh, okay, I heard a. <laughs> Sorry, um, but he's been he, he's doing. I, I look at Koipel's work from uh, from like House of M, where he was inked by like Tim Townsend, and I look at. Koipel's work on Thor, where he's inked by Morales, and in a recent issue, he was also inked by Andy Lanning, and I think Tim Townsend in the same issue, and you could tell the difference in everybody's style, but Morales just has a way with the line that just makes it, I mean, it's almost, it's it's Mark Farmer-esque, and it's just, it blows me away. Happy New Year, David. And read Incredible Hercules. I just read the first trade. It's good. Read it. Well, I read the issue, the single issues, but it's still good stuff. Surprise it. Talk to you later. Well done. Category is Best Penciler, Mr. Wood. Okay, uh, so, yeah, favorite penciler. Now, to me, this was the hardest one. Um, again, because I think comics, regardless of, of not, to dis- not to dispel the importance of, of writing, but, you know, your, your favorite writer can write four or five comics in a month. In fact, when we get to that, you know, my favorite writer this year, I, I think it was part because he was so prolific and good at almost everything. But, uh, you know, a penciler, unless you're, unless you're Bagley, um, <laughs> you pretty much are, are, are doing one book a month on, on a regular basis. So it's, it, there's so many fantastic pencilers, um, that it's just, I think choosing one is difficult. And I think that showed up in the voting. It was, it was the most diverse, uh, category. I think 15 or so people got at least one vote. Uh, and there were, there were over 20 nominees. So, uh, I'll just read quickly, um, the people that, that got, uh, at least a vote. Um, and those would be Guido Guidi, Chris Ware, yes. Joe Kubert, <laughs> Paul Pelletier, Sean Phillips, Mario Alberti, Steve Epting, and Ed McGuinness. Um, and then in a, <clears throat> a tie for fourth, getting just under 6% of the votes were Richard Corbin, Ivan Rice, Fabio Moon, Mark Buckingham, Gabriel Ba, who's Fabio Moon's twin brother, and Carl Kershaw, oh, and Frank Quietly. Uh, in tie for second place, uh, which is very ironic, uh, Jerome Opeña and Tony Moore. Uh, <laughs> well, we're on the same book. <laughs> we're on the same book, so, <laughs> so there you go. Uh, and the winner with, with uh, actually a pretty sizable uh, 20% of the vote, uh, Gary Frank. Yeah, so um, uh, first of all, I, I have to say um, I can't, I can't 
comment too much on on Gary Frank winning uh, only because I I didn't read his book uh, until the very until Christmas time. So I I don't I don't know that he was a guy that would come to mind for me. Um, but I, I so I'll let you guys speak to his his uh, his win uh, when it's it's your turn to talk. Um, I'll just give my my my, my top three in, in uh, it was hard for me to choose one again. Um, so uh, I had three that really were were uh, tough to decide between, uh, and I'll give my, my third, second, and then I'll say who I have to choose as the winner. Um, in third place, uh, Mark Buckingham, uh, Fables again, pretty much my favorite book the last few years. Uh, love his stuff, can't get enough of it. Uh, I think we gushed about him specifically uh, two or three episodes ago, so I'll leave it at that other than to say that if you're not reading Fables, um, you should be. Uh, and, and in no I small will part be. Good, good. Um, my second place vote is probably going to baffle you guys. <laughs> uh, it's baffling me, and that's Frank Quitely. Uh, it baffles me because up until uh, recently, I wasn't—I I actually considered myself to dislike Quitely, uh, and that's largely because of my experience with him in New X-Men, um, which at the time just was too different. The whole thing was too different for me to really appreciate. But um, my exposure to him on All-Star Superman this year was just a visual treat from start to finish, uh, and and I think absolutely perfect for Morrison's creativity. Um, he expressed it in a way that that other artists working on Morrison stuff this year just didn't. And uh, so so to me, he gets second place, and he only gets second and not the winner because, um, and probably not a surprise based on who I said for best inker. My my vote for best penciler this year is uh, Paul Pelletier. Um, again, Guardians of the Galaxy is just a treat. Probably the most pleasantly surprising book of the year. Um, I love his stuff, and uh, and I hope to see him on you know flagship books for a long time to come. So uh, why don't we hand it off to Vince? Good choices there. Thanks. You know, like you said, there are so many guys that are doing the absolute best work of their careers right now. Gary Frank has never been better than he is right now on action, or or was on action, soon to be on Secret Origin of Superman. Um, Paul Pelletier on Guardians of the Galaxy, he's always fantastic, but he has a spark in that book that I have. There's that spark right there. He, he has a spark in the book that I, I don't think I've ever seen him, from what I can perceive of the work, be this excited in a book. Mm-hmm. Do you guys pick up on that when you're oh, reading yeah. Guardians? Oh, it yeah. just seems like yeah. he's having a killer time with it. Sure. Mm-hmm. It's a fun book. Now, is it's it's it Raccoon. It's Pelletier. Pelletier or Pe- yes. Pelletier. Uh, well, why don't you guys fucking correct me before we start well, recording? So because, like, see, it is our goal Jesus to make you look Christ. as bad as possible. <laughs> uh, vote for the guy for number one. I can't say his fucking name. All That's right. All right. Anyway. But, and again, these are all our brothers and sisters, and to pick one over the other is really difficult. But I think Mark Buckingham, somebody's breathing real heavy into the microphone, I think Mark Buckingham is doing work right now that will be held in as high regard as the work of Jack Kirby in about 20 years. Wow, that's that's big. That's a heavy ass statement. No, I I look at the panels in Fables, and every panel blows me away. He 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 is just. He's got the composition, the pacing, the the flow, the whole. Dyn- dynamism how about that of of kirby and and the 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 stylistic flourishes that are unique to mark buckingham but at at the same time they have this classical bent to them that's really cool to see mark buckingham fantastic my number one right now well cool yeah all right there you go next um me 
Whatever. Uh, yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, I'm going to pick, uh, not to be like all like counter to the forum, but I'm going to pick three guys that weren't even nominated. Good. And, uh, and it's, it's pretty amazing to me that, uh, that these folks didn't, uh, didn't get on the list. Um, first of all, the, the goon saw a resurgence <laughs> this year, and I think that Eric Powell needs to, uh, uh, needs to definitely definitely um, be recognized for for writing drawing inking you know the 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 whole kit and caboodle um I, does he does he color the goon i don't think he does but but i think I'm he does pencil sure. and ink right um but his pencils on the goon are absolutely fantastic so i think eric Powell definitely definitely needs to um uh, to be recognized for that. Um, another guy that it's, uh, it's really kind of, uh, kind of funny that he's not on this list. We had talked about him with, uh, with Scott Koblish, but, um, uh, George Perez, I think has had a really nice year. And, uh, with the Legion of Three Worlds and, and I like, I like Perez's stuff. So, uh, so I'm going to throw him out there, but my favorite, not just, not just favorite penciler, but, but favorite creator didn't even get nominated. How is Darwin Cook not on this list? Well, one issue of Jonah Hex. What else? Well, yeah, Spirit, he Spirit was in two. He's he worked on Spirit in two thousand two thousand eight. Oh, really? Yeah, okay. that wasn't that wasn't uh, um, Argonus the you know the entire time. Mike Plug did a couple too, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. His so last I, issue is what twelve? What are they up to? I don't think it's twenty four. So yeah, yeah, he may not have been real prolific in 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 two thousand eight, but uh, but that doesn't yeah. really matter. But that does says it? something because if yeah. if Chris if it stuck with Chris, even if it was in January, and here we are a year later, and that's who he picks, then no, um, you can't you can't not darn quite. Yeah. That yeah, Jonah new, Hex issue was cinematic as hell. A uh, new Frontier special edition came out this year. So. Right, oh, that's we're, not, right. We're, not, well, we're not at the collected editions yet, but okay. Right. <laughs> so yeah, it's. I mean, Darwin Cook is you know modern master. Which uh, actually, speaking of, uh, saw the solicits for everything that Tomorrow's is putting out this year, and uh, they are doing you know their Modern Master series, which is a great series of magazines. Uh, Darwin Cook comes out in June, I believe. Cool. Excellent. Mm-hmm. Awesome. So, um, yeah, great, great, great year for art. Just, just kind of all around. There was, oh, there was yeah. a lot of, a lot of great stuff. And I love seeing um, Carl Kershaw on, on the list. Uh, and mm. I'm with Tom. I just want him to do every Flash issue from here to eternity. <laughs> <laughs> and a great Teen Titans year one. Oh, absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. superb. David. So, sorry, I just want to. Uh, Dave Stewart was the colorist for the goon. Just to, okay. I was gonna, I was gonna guess go. that because of yeah. being a dark horse book and all. Um, Paul Pelletier was on my list uh, for Nova for Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh, two people that I had that were not nominated. One that Vince mentioned earlier, and it's it's very hard for me to do a toss up between the two. But I know what one has been doing while the other is still new. Uh, Amy Reader Hadley, who's the penciler for Madam Xanadu, is mm-hmm. knocking me out on this book. And more people need to not just read Madam Xanadu, but check out her work. Uh, but the winner for me is Marcos Martin. And, yes. and it's just, it, it's Ditko-y, it's, it's his own, it's, it's just, it's fantastic. Did you guys, did you guys hear the, uh, the, the little nugget that we got in the uh, the James Robinson chit chat. 
What was that? Um, uh, Robinson let us uh, let us in on the fact that he's going to be doing with the uh, the Marvel all of the 70th anniversary stuff, and I don't think that he was supposed to say anything about it, but he's going to be doing a uh, a Captain America one shot, and Marcus Martin is going to be uh, the penciler on it. Excellent. Wow. Awesome. Yeah. Do, do I have to cut that out? No, no. That's, oh, cool. Uh, what are they going to do? Fire James Robinson? <laughs> Again? <laughs> oh, <laughs> there he is. <laughs> Zing. Well played. I think our buddy Jason's a little bit in the bag. <laughs> Everything's a scene. Uh, okay. God love you. Let's see. Yeah, you're up next. <laughs> okay, wait. Uh, yeah, I didn't realize that this was my uh, my category. Um, it's not. It's like it's like around Marvel noise. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Except not as many laughs. The uh, best you, writer. You're pretty. Uh, <laughs> best writer. A lot of good. A uh, lot of good ones here. Um, yes. A few people that were nominated, Jeff Parker, uh, Joshua Dysart, Mike Mignola, John Arcudi. Um, Joe Hill with 3% of the uh, of the votes, along with Chris Ware and Shane McCarthy and Rick Remender. Uh, okay. In uh, follow-up from there, Robert Kirkman, Jason Aaron, and Dan Abnett and Annie Le- Andy Lanning all got uh, 6.1% of the votes. Uh, Matt Fraction and... Big surprise. Ed Brubaker tied with uh, with twelve point one percent. Grant Morrison in second place with uh, just over fifteen percent of the votes. And big surprise, best writer, favorite writer is Jeff Johns with just over thirty percent of the votes. Wow. Yep. Yeah. Next category. This uh, this um, category is obviously flawed because I would flip the top two. Of course you would. Yeah. But my, my, my guy wasn't even nominated, so I was just, I, we, not, we can just move on to the next one. Yeah. I, will, yeah. I love you, Vince, but, but not even close. Oh, no. I think Jeff Johns, Jeff. Jeff Johns has had an amazing year. Yeah. I agree. I agree. But uh, nobody does it for me like Morrison. Just a little bit of personal preference. That's all. I'm not saying Johns is bad. I love the dude. I buy his books. He's a fantastic writer. But Morrison... He's tapped into something real special. Well, yeah, well, whatever he buys on the pay, corner. The, yeah, yeah, peyote, stop. Peyote do special. not go down that road. Stop. Back it up. <laughs> Turn around. Back it up. Back the truck up. Jeff Johns is best writer for comic book fans in the industry. Well, thank you for speaking for me, Chris. Oh, I'm yes, sorry. Because you are a go comic ahead. fan. <laughs> you wouldn't, oh, that's expl- right. David's I'll not ex- a fan. I'll, ex- I'll explain oh. when it's my turn. So go ahead, David. <laughs> no, please. No, no, go, go. Keep it going. No, no, no. no. I'd, I'd love, I want to hear you talk about Jeff Jones. Um, we talk about this all, all the time. Sal and I were actually talking about it uh, a couple days ago. Jeff Johns, if you are a comic book fan, if you have grown up reading comic books, there's no better writer than Jeff Johns because he hits every geek out button on the keyboard. And mm-hmm. it may not be the the most uh, uh, the most friendly to new readers because he's so good at mining DC's history and obviously has such a uh, a great love for for DC's history. You know, every note that he hits, it, it just is it it's it resonates with you if you are a comic book fan. Now you know you look at 
other other writers, you know, Jason Aaron, I think, is a great choice for this. Jason is just a, a really great writer, but uh, but Jeff Johns, if you're a comic book fan, he just he the stories are great. His ability to um, retcon and make forty years of ridiculous continuity make sense and be yep. cool. Nobody else does it like Jeff Johns, and he's just—he's an entertaining writer. He's got crisp dialogue, great stories, you know, smooth plots. He does everything right um, and plans. I, the man plans yeah. from like. Uh, two three years ahead of time and plants these nuggets that will come to fruition like way down the road that is meticulous attention but, to but, detail but he, but he does it well oh and yeah has, and has great payoff and he's a great closer and i'm not gonna talk about anyone else in the industry that has <laughs> not shown the ability to do that but jeff johns can end a storyline with weight and yeah. it he, the the whole thing with Green Lantern, it's like you had Rebirth, you had the Sinestro Corps, and now we're going into into Blackest Night, and those are all kind of told in you know in chapters, but there's there's resolution to them there. There's there's weight to the end of them. Um, his uh, his uh, Secret Origin that he just did in Green Lantern is kind of a build-up to Blackest Night, but it's a great standalone origin story. You look at yep. what he's doing with uh, uh, with James Robinson and Sterling Gates on New Krypton right now, uh, what he did with, with 52. In addition to writing great standalone stories, he's also shown an amazing ability to play with others like nobody else in the industry. So right. he's, you know, he's doing awesome stuff. It's uh, he's he's the best guy in best guy in the biz right now, as far as I'm concerned. He's the virtuoso on the comic book Stradivarius. How about that? <laughs> so, so I'm done for a while. You guys go. Uh, my, uh, my 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 favorite writer was um, was Dwayne Straczynski because I you know I I did like what I read from Jeff Johns, uh, but when it came to even starting back with the um, the Moon Knight Annual at the beginning of the year and he's done the Wolverine annual, uh, kicking ass on cable, iron, uh, mortal iron fist and the Orson Randall death of the death queen of California. One shot, uh, the Punisher force in nature was, was good. But, uh, for me, the only flaw in that might've been the art, but it's, uh, he yeah. hasn't, he, he just, I haven't read anything from him where I would put it down and just be like, yeah, I'm not, uh, I'm not feeling that. I mean, everything he's he's written, I really enjoyed. I look forward to to the next issue to see where the story's going. I, I voted for Johns. I, I think that uh, it's his year. You know, it's sort of his. It's his probably crowning achievement of his career. Um, I mean, you know, uh, it's just pretty much everything he touched this year was was either good or great, in my opinion. JSA was was one of the top books that DC put out. Action. I mean, he made me read action and enjoy it, which is in and of itself a big feat. He made Booster Gold. Not only was it good, but he actually got people to buy it in a, enough quantity that it's going to survive for more than a year, which is no small feat. Um, you know, I just I think he he deserves a nod, not just because of, uh, of of his importance at DC, but also again because pretty much everything he did at DC this year was both a 
enjoyable read and, frankly, a commercial success, which is no no easy thing because I think most of the writers that I would have otherwise voted for, frankly, aren't selling all that many copies of their books, and that's a shame. So, um, where you know, where I, would DC be without Jeff Johns? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, I, I just want to give a couple nods since Johns to me was the runaway winner here. Um, certainly, I, I love Morrison, but but I don't. I think Morrison will have other years. It'll be his year. I don't think this was his year. Um, but three guys I want to give a shout out to: Remender. Uh, you know, again, uh, Fear Agent can't can't do better than that. He's starting to get some Marvel work. Uh, Felt Gigantic was a lot of fun. Um, Jonathan Hickman. You guys know I have a man crush on him. Um, again, he's starting to do some stuff at Marvel, but this year I thought Pax Romano was terrific. Um, uh, you know, I, I just think he's uh, he's probably you know one of the of the of the up and comers, I think he's got potential to be great. And Jason Aaron, I mean, he's you know scalped to me was one of the best series of the year. Um, so those three guys, I think, are, are deserve props because they're kind of up and coming. And uh, some people might not be that familiar with them, but but to me, it was Johns this year. So kudos. Neat, Chris. I'm sorry for pooping on you. What were you going to say? Oh no, no, I was just agreeing with Wood. It was uh, yeah, oh, I was. Uh, <laughs> um, oh oh no, um, Jeff Johns has never won an Eisner. That's yeah. Hmm. Yeah, that's is, the word. Yet, yeah, it's um, if he doesn't win the uh-huh. Eisner for best writer this year, which what that's in July, travesty. They just need to shut it down and not not have those awards anymore. You're right. Moving on. Everybody <laughs> co- covered the best writer. Yep. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Let's move on to best editor. And Chris is up for that. Yes. Uh, yes. Yeah. Oh, and I want to uh, I want to backtrack real quick. Throw this name out there. I forgot. In best penciler, um, if you didn't read um, Kevin McGuire on uh, Batman Confidential this <laughs> year, you missed an awesome story, and he is still absolutely amazing. So I want to yep. throw that out there for best penciler. Best and a whole penciler. mess of cheesecake too. Oh God, he's mm. Kevin, Kevin McGuire is awesome. Um, all right, best editor. Um, which I think is a very silly category because no one really knows what goes on behind the scenes, and a lot of this is behind the scenes stuff. Uh, these are the guys that that keep projects moving and uh, and get projects uh, um, going. So um, uh, I'll just go through uh, who was nominated, and who won. Uh, Nick Lowe got about four, almost five percent, as did uh, Chris Ryle. Uh, Scott Alley received about 12.5%. And our winner is, uh, Karen Berger, longtime editor, basically the, the, uh, the lead editor for Vertigo since before its inception, correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah, she was, she was, she was, uh, she was the, the winner on our, uh, our listener poll and, uh, yeah, she's a great choice. She's been editing at DC since House of Mystery back in <laughs> God knows. She was the last editor on House of Mystery, wasn't she? The first series, not the one that's going on now. Right. Wow. Going yeah. Back. Yeah. yeah. So, um, if you want to look at uh, at Vertigo Comics, there's probably you know I would say that she's like the Archie Goodwin of Vertigo Comics. She's mm. been there from uh, from the beginning on that. So um, I'll throw out one real quick, and it's the same the same line of books, just because I've met him on a couple occasions, and I know that uh, um, that his writers absolutely love him as an editor. We talked about Jason Aaron. Uh, he's also a guy that Brian K. Vaughn and Brian Wood, among others, work with, and I think Will Dennis is one of the um, 
one of the the really good guys in the industry that I've met on a couple occasions, and he uh, he's the editor on uh, on Scalped and uh, I believe Northlanders and uh, uh, DMC and, uh, and several other books. So yeah, he's so, gonna uh, kick your ass too now, Chris. Yeah, so so, uh, so my my uh, if I had a uh, um, a vote that in clear conscience that I could give to an editor, uh, it would be to Will Dennis. Yeah. Steve Wacker. Yep. Yeah, that was my vote. I'd have to go a little bit south and vote Eric Larson. Oh. Huh. Because I think his contribution to Image is only beginning to be felt. What what he has done, bringing in all this new talent and taking risks on books that normally would not have come from that company, I think, well, obviously, just look at the, uh, when we get to the category, the favorite uh, publisher image is doing a lot of great things and i think a lot of it is because of eric larson so shall we move on it's your up dude i am and i get the wonderful task of doing the best manga yes yeah. i'll be i'll be back i gotta go pee okay i'm not uh, i'm not, not having a, anything to say in this category anyway. <laughs> not a whole heck of a lot of people voted in this category there was only five nominations uh drifting classroom was nominated but did not get any votes uh, so Lannan got 9.1% of the votes. Gantz, which is pretty popular, got 9.1% of the vote. The Kurosagi Corpse Delivery Service, which is awesome, really good series, got 18.2% of the vote. And number one, not so much of a surprise, but a little bit, uh, Urasawa's Monster with 63% of the vote. Yeah. Yeah, um, not what I would have chosen for that category, but then again, I wasn't the one responsible. So, And before we proceed, let's give it up for the dude who got this ball rolling. Backwards, Backwards Dave. Dave. Yes, he was the one who, uh, uh, did he send you a PM saying, can I do it or something? Or I don't know how it went, but yeah, it was his baby, his inspiration. He got things moving, and this all of this would not have been possible without Backwards Dave. There you go. Thank you, Backwards D. Um, I would have voted for, let's see, yikes, this is tough. I really like Ralgrad. It's uh, written by uh, Sunio Takano, art by Takaishi Obata. He's the artist on Death Note. Okay. It's, yeah, it's a very body series. There's a lot of fan service involved, a lot of booby jokes, a lot of nudity or semi-nudity. Uh, it's kind of like Benny Hill meets War- World of Warcraft. Really cool story. Uh, that That's very enjoyable. Uh, I'm just trying to think of, of what came out in, in 2008 because I buy a lot of manga and I don't really look at the dates. And, and besides, stuff that comes out in 2008 may have not been published in Japan in 2008, it's when right. it was imported, so who can say? But Yeah, um, by, by the time I get caught up in, because I'm, I'm reading Death Note, I'm, a, I'm more than a few volumes behind. I'm reading Monster, I'm not caught up there yet, so it's going to be a while before I'm even reading these two mangas that, have, that, that came out in 2008. So I, I'm going with Monster just because that's the one I'm still reading and really enjoying. Right. So My daughter Mia... <laughs> my daughter Mia really loves the Legend of Zelda manga that's been coming uh, out. The volume two just came out not too long ago, and she devours them. I think uh, they are Viz. Viz Kids puts them out. They're very kid friendly. Um, they not only 
enhance their reading skills, but they throw them a little curveball by having them read it back to front. Okay. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, she's loving it. Read so it upside down, then I'll did, be did you, did you, uh, oh, boy. Did, did you try any of the Star Trek books from, uh, I think it was no, I, from Viz also? No, I, I'm not a Star Trek fan. Okay. I, I'm not into I won't hold it against you, that's fine. No, I'm not, I'm not a member of the Federation. Hey, I will, the Jedi, I, yes. I will, I will say that I, uh, um, are, I'm about three quarters of the way through the first uh, Lone Wolf and Cub digest, yeah. and beautiful stuff. Um, just good samurai stories, so I am I am enjoying the Lone Wolf and Cub. Look at you. Okay. Can I take the next category too? Favorite Yowie? I mean, you should. No one else. No. Well, I, <laughs> hey, I, do, I do loves my Yowie. <laughs> Wowie Yowie. Can I do best licensed property? Of course, absolutely. You can. Okay. Again, you're not going to vote for any of the nominees. <laughs> as yes, I am. As as with the the uh, manga, not a whole heck of a lot of uh, diversity in this in this category. Only four nominees. Zoro got ten percent. Uh, Buffy got thirty three percent. Conan got thirty three percent. Gee, guess which but, one he's going to eat the leftover that he's going to go back to. But the winner. Was Transformers <laughs> with twenty three percent? You liar! You liar! <laughs> yeah, I'm, 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 I'm joking. Transformers did not win. Are you people crazy? Twenty three percent of the twenty three percent of the vote went to Transformers. The winner, of course, is Conan, which I can't really fault them for that. But Buffy as number two, Transformers kicks Hi. Buffy's ass. Hi. I thought they tied for number one. Yeah, they tied for number one. Okay, they tied for number one, but still, so see, that's I even worse. But still, w- no, no, no. Transformers, or, nah, come on. I wouldn't even call Conan or Buffy licensed properties. It's, no? Oh, but they are, it's, though. It's kind of different. I tell you what, um, looking ahead to uh, to next year, I already know who's going to win. G.I. Joe. G.I. Joe, baby. Yeah, it's going to be the year of Joe. I don't know. Oh, the- oh hey, um, Vince, but because of you, I picked up all 12 issues of the Vector um, oh, excellent! So uh, here in a couple weeks, I should be able to to geek out on some Star Wars stuff with you. Yeah, it's re- really surprising that Star Wars is not nominated. Yeah, I was going to yeah. say. Yeah, but even still, I love the Star Wars books. What IDW is doing with Transformers mm-hmm. presently, all hail Megatron, is the bomb. All right, and I I know it's a hard sell to get you guys to read a book about giant transforming robots but i'm telling you marcus q will right back because me up i wasn't on this. i wasn't a kid in the 80s or nothing yeah <laughs> well no you weren't you you've been around you're like methuselah you're older than dirt dude uh, vince has it been traded yet the the first volume was in last month's previews so if you do a little bit of fancy footwork with cameron you may be able to still order it do you remember how much it was and how many 1999 i think he had it on sale for 11 maybe how many issues six uh, eleven eleven bucks for an IDW paperback wow. is da- a damn good price. Yes, Zach, if you hear this, put it in my order, please. There you go. Okay, <laughs> now let's move on. We got to book through a couple of these because we're creeping up on our our deadline here. So, right. be- best comic company, take it away. All right, um, I, I, best comic company. There were uh, five nominees. IDW was nominated but did not receive any votes. Viz, uh, for you manga folk out there, uh, did get. Uh, 3.5% of the vote. Dark Horse got just over 20% of the vote. DC got 31% of the vote. Uh, and for folks playing at home, that means Marvel didn't even get nominated nor any votes. Uh, and the winner, um, and I think clearly the correct choice, was Image. 
with uh, 44.8% of the vote. And um, I'm, I'm happy that I got to uh, talk about this category because I was certainly going to vote for Image. And let me just uh, quickly, if I could, read through uh, a list of titles that Image uh, put out this year for those of you who um, may be wondering why it, it was the runaway favorite. Uh, proof, Hi, Tom. Proof, Walking Dead, <laughs> Invincible, American Flag, Noble Causes, I Kill Giants, Godland, Dynamo 5, Pax Romana, Transhuman, Red Mass for Mars, Pop Gun Anthologies, Four Eyes, Hawaiian Dick, 76, Dead Ahead, Triple X Zombies, The Fred Hembeck Archives, True Story, Swear to God, Witchblade, if you want to count that, Casanova, Nixon's <laughs> Pals, and Fell. I mean, number one, talk about diversity. I mean, those books cover just about as wide a gambit as you get. Number two, um, I can't think of an image book that I read this year, uh, and I read almost all of those. I can't think of, and some others, I can't think of an image book this year that I didn't at least think I got my money's worth. And most of them I thought were absolutely fantastic. I mean, I think in terms of hits per title that they put out, creativity and quality, Image was the runaway freight train of this year, and I hope for many years to come. So There was a couple of high points that you forgot. Go ahead. It carried Lucha, confidence. They your Lucha of- Libre. Mm-hmm. Don't forget Lucha Libre. Uh, Wolfman it, is I really good. I don't know Wolfman. Oh. It's really good. Really good. Did you say Invincible? I did. Mm-hmm. Brit? I don't oh, know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, God. Brit is so... Dude, mm-hmm. Wood, read Brit. Oh, no. I, I Yeah, I'm... I, read... I, read if, if, you, if you like Deadpool, read Brit. All right. <laughs> Seriously. And you forgot the mainstay. Spawn. I don't read it. I don't think you forgot. I read. I just yeah, they, stuff I read. Dragon has um, seventy six. You say seventy six? Yeah, it says seventy six. Yeah. All right, go ahead, Vince. Talk about Spawn. McFarlane has turned the book around. <laughs> it's with uh, Portacio. It's a different beast than it used to be. It's reader friendly. It's going in a different direction. Give it a try. Some of the guys on the forum are, and they've liked it. So I, I was the the most surprised. I, I thought, uh, you know, you say goodbye to Greg Capullo, and there goes half of the appeal to me. <laughs> and and that Brian Haberlin stuff was really good, but this is just, it's its very, very different. Give it a shot. I think people will like it. Uh, Darkness? Yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah. The, it's, Cyblade? It's Darkness is good, man. Phil Hester, I mean, whenever that four ninety nine trade comes yeah, out. Yeah, it's coming next, what, next month? Or it's, month? man, yep. Phil, Phil is... Phil's a great writer. It's uh, people know him for his art, but he's a great writer. So you betcha. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I was surprised that Avatar's not on that list. Avatar had a great year. You betcha. Yeah, they did. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, Anybody else? David, did you? I guess we all put it for image. I would. I would. Uh, no, I'd go with image. Nice. Wow, the first. But let's, yeah, but let's not shortchange Marvel. Marvel's doing some really good books. I was shocked they didn't get a vote, just because DC yeah. got thirty-one percent. So I figured they I mean. I would assume that even, I mean, the majority of us read mainstream books, if if not more mainstream books than others. I mean, even I, I mean, I read almost everything Image does, but I still read a ton of Marvel and DC. But, uh, hey, you're Mar- Mar- Vince, they, you know, oh, go ahead. No, I mean, I was going to say, they, they do good stuff, but I think, to me, it's a, it's a it's a percentage issue in that, you know, Marvel puts out, what, 80, 80 books a month? And while they had some great books, they had a lot of filler, and and I think sort of their flagship books weren't all that great this year. Whereas Image, you know, we just went through a list of things. I mean, you named a bunch of things that are quality stuff that I'm not reading, and everything I read is stuff I've, I've personally read. And I just I can't think of many Image books I thought were clunkers this year. 
and to have that kind of hit rate is pretty unheard of, especially for a, a small press publisher. So, right. uh, I think Amazing Spider-Man should guarantee Marvel at least a position on that list alone. Well, you know, Sal and I were talking about it at lunch today, and we both agree that we really enjoy a lot of Marvel's ancillary titles. Uh, Amazing Spider-Man is not an ancillary title. I mean, it's it's probably their best main, you know, flagship title. But um, you know, you look at uh, Captain America, Daredevil, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, Nova, um, uh, Patsy Walker, Wildcat is a fun read. Incredible health that is Wildcat. Hercules. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's that kind of stuff. It's it's the um, you know the X titles um, outside of you know what Peter David is doing, which is you know they're confusing and 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 hard to get through. You know the the Avengers titles. I think really had a down year, and you know I'm I'm down on Marvel with their their mainline series and and certainly with their events but i mean their ancillary books are good they're they're not a terrible publisher but i don't think they had a great year i think dc had a stronger year i think dark dark horse had a great year i think idw had a really good year and another another publisher that's not on there that i think is doing some good stuff is dynamite i think had a very good year yeah no question yeah and avatar with their stuff that they're doing with uh, in between what Garth Ennis and uh, uh, Warren Ellis, uh, are, they're putting mm. out some really nice stuff. So sure, yeah. Well, well I, think my- I don't know. I don't know whether it's a publishing strategy or if it just happened that way. But for Marvel to beef up the ancillary titles is only going to serve them well in the future, sure. because your your uh, flagship uh, quote books will always sell. To to bolster the the ancillary titles is only going to even make their pub- their share of the publishing uh, world even stronger. So, but I think they did it by accident. Right. I th- that's what I, I mean. That's why I said I didn't think it was. It, you look at uh, guys like uh, Jason Aaron and Abnett and Lanning and Swarzynski. Hey, Iron Fist stayed a great mm-hmm. B list title for them. Very good. Yep. Uh, so they're they're getting it from guys Which, that, that are. I'm, I'm happy to hear you say that, Chris, since I think you what you were calling for is that six issues in. Absolutely. Oh, snap. Oh, yeah, yeah. I yeah. was like, yeah, that book is dead. And I sat down this weekend and read every issue that Swarzynski has done. I, I don't like the art on the first arc. Um, I was not a, a huge fan of it. But the story, tight. I, it was, yeah, the same um, the same kind of magic that Fraction and Brubaker had on it. But, you know, I think Marvel, all their ancillary talent, I think they have some great talent at that at that company right now. But it's it's in their ancillary titles. I think uh, Abnett and Lanning, those guys, those guys do a great job. And to oh, have yeah. yep. and to have gotten Jason Aaron to to be exclusive with them is is a coup. I, I yeah. hope that he's able to do what he can do, you know, on whatever title they they put him on. So yeah, yeah. I think DC pulled the plug on the Legion with Abnett and Lanning a little too soon. I think they should have they should have bit the bullet and t- uh, took a little bit of a loss and let them stay on that because losing Abnett and Landing was a big big blow to DC. My my, my prediction for 2009, maybe early 2010. Don't know if this will happen or not, but it's it's it won't be too long before Jeff Johns I think is writing a Legion. 
it's what he's doing now with Legion of Three Worlds. But I think you'll. I I don't think it's going to be too much longer before we see an ongoing Legion with with Jeff yeah. Johns writing it, and I think that's going to be a lot of fun. You betcha. All right, let's speed it up a little bit. Best one shot or favorite one shot. Uh, BPRD, the Ectoplasm Command, 13.3% of the votes. Justice League New Frontier Special, 16.7, tied with Hellboy in the Chapel of the Moloch. Uh, the Penguin, I guess that's Joker's Asylum, the Penguin, at uh, 20%. And the winner, according to the forum, Immortal Iron Fist, Orson Randall and the Death Queen of California with 33.3%. Wow. And I, I think I'd have to agree with that. Great story. Hmm. Yeah, the artist go good with, too. Oh, who did it? They put me on the spot. It was. Um, oh, I'm sorry. It no, it's great. Okay. Dan Brereton cover, wasn't it? No, oh, no, yeah. no. That was a Carrie Evans. Uh, that, that was Carrie Evans. Are you sure? Cover. Yeah. Wait, let me. I'm right, going wait. to the long boxes. I'll be right back. Uh, cover by Carrie Andrews. Thank you. Writer Dwayne Swierczynski. It was It was an Italian guy, wasn't it? Began with Giuseppe a Giuseppe Camancoli. That's it. I knew Ooh, we with Come and cold, he's great. Yeah. 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 It's a great book. I mean, I was looking I, at the Thor one-shots, the Fraction Day. I mean, there were some really good, like, done-in-one one-shot books this year. and But that, that the Orson Randall one-shot stuck with me. Right. That Jason, that Jason Aaron uh, Penguin, um, fantastic. Oh, yeah. Start by Jason the, Pearson. Uh, Joker's Asylum. Yep. yep. It's great. Yeah, yeah. I would have voted for Thor Godsize. Because I thought it was just fantastic. But the impact of Final Crisis, Rage of the Red Lanterns, for me, was a little bit greater. Yep. So I'd go with that. Pre- yep. That, that was my vote as well. Okay. That's cool. Hey, I'm not crazy. I'm not crazy, <laughs> hey. by the way. I was thinking about the uh, the Immortal Iron Fist Annual, which was a Dan Burr ah, Yes, it is. Yes, sure. it was. So I'm not okay. crazy. With interiors by uh, Howard Shaken on some of the pages. Cool. Yep, that was a great story. Next category is best horror. Take it away. I'm putting a box away. All right. All right. Um, <laughs> this is perfect for you. Guys. Uh, yeah, lock and key. Uh, next category. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what one. All right. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's uh, that's obviously going to be uh, my favorite. But uh, oh, where are we? Um, okay. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm looking at the old spreadsheet. Um, yes, Lock and Key was the winner. I'm I'm mixing it up and going with the winner first. Um, <laughs> our our other uh, that that got uh, thirty almost thirty five percent of the vote. Uh, Walking Dead uh, came in second. Triple uh, X Zombies came in third. Uh, Dead of uh, the Night featuring Man Thing and uh, and Hellboy the Crooked Man. Uh, both came in with about seven percent of the vote. Other uh, other titles that were nominated uh, were uh, "Crossed," "Pigeons from Hell," "House of Mystery," and uh, "Dead." She said, uh, "Great year for horror comics." I think "Lock and Key" was uh, uh, a notch above uh, pretty much everything that I read this year. Uh, you guys know my love of that series, but uh, but really a, a great year for uh, for horror comics. And uh, there's you know a lot of stuff that wasn't even nominated here that I think uh, uh, were still good comics. You look at stuff like Hackslash. Um, yeah, you bet. Yeah, a lot of, lot of great horror uh, comics out there. It's funny because I look at Triple X Zombies. I don't even consider that a horror comic. I consider that a humor comic. Mm-hmm. But that's just me. You know? You're right. Yeah, yeah, 
I'm going to make a prediction. That, that, that's good nun suck. You <laughs> <bet>. Exactly. <laughs> Next year, at least in the top three on this list, on this list, you're going to see Top Cow's Impaler book. Okay. I, I will bet you. Got the first issue in my box from DCBS uh, yesterday. It looks fantastic. Haven't read it yet, but I did read the three-issue series that came from Image before Top Cow picked it up. Good stuff. Yep. Vampires. I don't. I don't usually like vampires, but these are. This is vampires done very well. Uh, I got uh, a book on that list. Uh, Pigeons from Hell. Just want to let everyone know that uh, Nathan Fox is a guy that you need to be on the lookout for. If uh, if you are a Paul Pope fan, Nathan Fox, I think, is every bit as talented as Paul Pope, and uh, and then some. I would say. Uh, wow. Yeah, he is a fantastic artist. Go uh, do a Google search for uh, for Nathan Fox. Go to his website. Great, fun website. Uh, amazing stuff. And he is a uh, a name to watch out for. Cool, excellent, Jason. Uh, yeah, I voted for Lock and Key as well. Um, I, I love Walking Dead. I think it's it's a great series. It's it's uh, it's you know consistently good series, and I think um, one that transcends it. You know, it being part of a genre. Uh, I agree with Chris. I, I I adored Triple X Zombies, and have you guys to thank for turning me on to that as well. Uh, but but that that was very much satirical, so I, I have a hard time considering that in the same category as some of these others. Um, I was pretty disappointed actually to see House of Mystery only get uh, one vote. I I think yeah. that's one of the best, if not the best, new books that DC slash Vertigo put out this year. So uh, I'm enjoying the hell out of that book, uh, and that's another um, you know, Sturgis uh, Willingham book that I think just hits it out of the park and has some great art. I mean, I just read the uh, probably the second to last issue with da- da- Mr. Uh, David Peterson of Mouse Guard fame doing one of the stories, which was a, a real treat. Um, but, you know, Chris, you know, for Chris, you know, raved about Lock and Key incessantly and, uh, <laughs> and convinced me to pick up the hardcover and, uh, and I have to thank him for it because it was an absolute treat. It was far more... Um, far more impactful than I expected it to be in the sense that uh, I think some of the art that you saw in the solicits and some of the uh, the previous solicit blurbs didn't really do it justice. It's a much darker series than I think I, I initially thought uh, by some of the art that looked kind of cartoony. Um, it is, it, it's terrific, and, and the new series just started, uh, the, the follow-up series. I think Joe Hill has, uh, has a chip off the old block, if you will. He's Stephen King's son, and, and uh, he's doing him proud. It's uh, it's it, that was the runaway for me in this category. Uh, no, I'd go with Lock and Key. Okay. All right. <laughs> Say no more. Next category is best no original... <laughs> favorite original graphic novel. And I think Jason's up for this one. Okay. Uh, so uh, receiving uh, at least one vote uh, would be Too Cool to be Forgotten by Alex Robinson uh, and Alan's War by Emmanuel... Uh, maybe saying this wrong, Guibert... Uh, I, I don't know the name, so. Um, receiving about 7.5% of the vote was Three Shadows by Cyril Pedrosa. Uh, in third place, with just over 11% of the vote, was Little Things by Jeffrey Brown. Uh, just over 25% of the vote, and in second place, uh, Nixon Pals by Joe Casey and Chris Burnham. Uh, and the winner... What's that? <laughs> Ding, the Burnham Bell. Sorry. <laughs> uh, and, and with just under half of the tally, uh, the runaway winner in this one was Joker by Brian Azzarello and Lee Bermejo. Um, so uh, as with one of the other categories I talked about, if I had to choose one from this category, I too would have chosen the Joker. Um, I read a 
two, three weeks ago. Thought it was fantastic. Um, and anyone that's got a passing interest in in Joker or Batman lore should should give that a try. It was a real treat. Uh, and I would say anyone that that uh, you know we've talked a lot about Marvel and DC not doing enough to promote comics that are tied directly into the movies that have been successful. And I would say that the Joker uh, OGN is uh, about as a, a, a tight an homage to the uh, to the to the Batman movie that came out this year as, as you'll get. So I think that, uh, so it serves that purpose, but my vote for this actually was not nominated. And, uh, I was pretty disappointed to see it didn't even get nominated. Cause I think it, it was, you know, uh, uh, well deserving of, of the win. Uh, and that would be the country nurse by Jeff Lemire. Um, Oh yeah. Lemire, uh, you know, the country nurse is the third of his Essex County trilogy. Uh, it's the finale. And I, I, it's probably the most emotional book that I read this year. Um, Tugs at your heartstrings. It's beautifully, beautifully written. Um, very layered, nuanced, and uh, I can't wait f- to see what Lemire's got cooked up next. I know he's doing some stuff for Vertigo in 2009, but uh, to me, that was that was the winner this year. Uh, Joker would be second for me, but but uh, Country Nurse was was the runaway winner. So I, I love uh, T- Tom had the the greatest uh, uh, description of Jeff Lemire's work. He said it's like Saw for Canadians. <laughs> nice. So uh, I don't know. Um, mainstream, yeah, I'd have to go with Azarello and Bermijo's Joker, but um, indie and or small press, I would definitely give it up for Dash Shaw's Bottomless Belly Button. It's published by Fantagraphics. I don't have uh, nearly enough time to get into it, but it's thicker than blankets. It's a monster mm. of a book. Yeah, it, it, it's a monster of a book. Um, it's somewhat autobiographical with a surreal bent to it. It's very good. If you're into the indie stuff, check out Dashaw's Bottomless Belly Button. Fantastic book. I think that was on Amazon's best books of the year list, wasn't it? It's great, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. David? David. Uh, basically, because I didn't read a lot of OGNs this year, I'd, I'd have to go with uh, with Joker. Was, I know I suck. <laughs> was, you do. Uh, That's why you love me. Yeah, I loved it, but uh, I tell you what, uh, just to, to be a little bit different and uh, tip my cap to my Chicago brother, I'm going to go with Nixon's Pals. It was one of the funnest books that I've read this year. I love the story, love the art. It was just a uh, a, a romp of a good time. And uh, and uh, Nixon's Pals was uh, it was something that... Uh, uh, I, I I didn't put it down. I read it cover to cover. Absolutely loved it, and uh, would uh, would truly love to see a return to those characters. So um, I, I hope uh, I hope uh, Joe and Chris get back together and come out with a, a Nixon's Pals number two. Just because you know to have a character where you've got uh, you know the 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 boob character. With the, uh, oh, the I was other, just gonna say that. Yeah, the cigar smoking, <laughs> the the cigar smoking uh, boob was uh, was awesome, and uh, I think Chris's uh, character designs in that series were uh, were a lot of fun, and uh, so yeah, I loved it. I thought it was great. Great book. Sweet. Great book. Hey guys, this is Adam Bessignotti, Earth six one six on the forums. Now my New Year's resolution is to give the eleven o'clock comics podcast another go. I totally dig all four of you guys, but for some reason the show has just never clicked for me when I've tried listening in the past. But I just finished listening to the current episode, and I really enjoyed myself. It was a very Chris-centric episode, but that also made me go and finally give around comics a try, and I enjoyed that as well. 
So keep the great conversation going, guys. I think I finally turned a corner. All right, next up is the favorite collected edition. Mm-hmm. Really spread out on this. A yeah. lot of different, a lot of diverse uh, titles got, got votes. Um, There's a bunch that were that received 2.4% of the votes, which was Conan, Board on the Battlefield, Hardcover, Superman and the Legion of Superheroes, which was much too low, Miller and Jansen's <laughs> Daredevil, and Hieronymus B. Uh, tied for, with 4.8% of the vote was the Iron Man Omnibus. It looks like L. Dave must have strong-armed a bunch of guys in <laughs> for that. Green Lantern, Sinestro Corps War, Volume 1 and 2. Again, way too low. Creepy Archives, Volume 1, with 4.8% of, of the votes. Now, another tie with 7.1% of the votes was the True Story, Swear to God, Archives. Good stuff. Nice. And Mr. Bendis's Daredevil. Now... Uh, tied for third, 9.5% of the votes was the Jack Kirby's The Demon Omnibus and Local, the collected edition. Mm-hmm. Okay, number two, Hellboy Library Editions with 16.7% of the vote. And the Grand Poobah Big Daddy Take It All Home and Have a Party goes to the Starman Omnibus Volume 1. Definitely not what I would have voted for. I love it. But I would either have to give it up for the Creepy Archives Volume 1 or the Jack Kirby's Demon Omnibus. I, I would never be able to pick between those two. But I, if you had a gun in my head, I'd probably go with the Kirby Omnibus, yeah. the Demon Omnibus. Mine and is not even you're on the list. Stunned. We are. You know, it, it blows me away. <laughs> I, I can't. My, my jaw's on the floor. <laughs> uh, what would uh, yours yeah, I mean, be, Dan? There's, well, I'm looking at the... Um, the Iron Man. I guess. I, I guess those votes. That's L. Dave and, and Derek Howard right there. My vote was. Um, my vote was actually my uh, my my Christmas present from uh, from Wood this year. Oh. It is the Zot 1987 to 1991 complete black and white collection written and drawn by Scott McCloud. Uh, I love McCloud's art. I am a big fan of Zot. Um, ever since the original color. Issues, which is pretty much a prequel to this book, although that was kind of like Zot 1.0, and, and he started over with the black and white series, and and you don't need to read the color books to get an idea what's going on in the black and white. The the book is uh, there are uh, annotations between chapters, giving you an idea of what to expect and what he was doing. There's even issues uh, 19 and 20 were drawn by uh, Chuck Austin. And while McLeod and uh, and his wife Ivy were on their honeymoon, but McLeod does include the thumbnail sketches for the script for um, for these two issues in the book. So it is completely the art is all by McLeod, but it is just missing those two issues. But he didn't draw those issues, so it's understandable. But you know, giving you an idea as to what was going through his mind and any changes he made in this collection and and why. And I mean, there's pictures of of uh, him and and when he met Kurt Busiek in uh, in junior high school in Massachusetts. I mean, and, and the background stories between you know, for, for to find out about McLeod, this is a great book. But I mean, to read Zot all in one volume is great, and and it's uh, it's something I'm going to be starting this weekend. Now that I finally finished the Bone Collected Edition, and uh, and I've been looking forward to it for a long time. So thank you. 
Jason, but uh, this this right here is uh, it's my vote. Chris, what would you vote for? Um, I think this is an interesting category because collected editions are uh, becoming you know more of the norm. When, you know, I remember you know back in the day to have something collected was a big deal. You know, I, I, you know, read to death my uh, X-Men, the Dark Phoenix saga, and that would be really nothing more than a trade paperback now. And and collected collected editions, I think, to be considered the best of a collected edition category, you really need to go above and beyond what is the norm. And as much as I love the Starman omnibus and the packaging on that was great. Uh, right there with the you know the the Kirby Fourth World omnibus and you know all that stuff. But I mean they're really just hardcover books. Um, for me this year the uh, the local uh, uh, collection I thought uh, the the Brian Wood and Ryan Kelly um, from uh, from Oni is that it was Oni correct? Yes, I was was an absolutely fantastic collection. And what I uh, what I also liked about it, I mean, you've got the you've got the nice you know uh, fabric spine to it. Um, great printing. It is black and white, so uh, you don't have to you know judge the 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 color on it. But uh, great paper stock. And it was only thirty dollars, and I thought it was uh, above and beyond what it had to be, um, and and it, it was it was just a, an absolutely fantastic presentation. So you know, I, it's actually kind of nice that we've gotten to the point that um, just putting something together in a soft cover presentation um, isn't isn't that awesome. That uh, that we do have some some collected editions out there that uh, that are really you know like almost you know archival quality and mm-hmm. uh, and I think it also um, should be you know we we shouldn't forget about how amazing the um, the Sandman um, Absolute Edition collection now that are they are they done with that the fourth one was the last one is that correct you're asking the- I'm not sure I, I I'm pretty sure that it that it was Dan will know. Yeah, it's I mean, that those four volumes for Sandman, the the care that was put into those with the slip cases and just the weather binding on them, the recoloring, the the whole package. That that's that was an achievement for for DC to to put that collection out. And I think you know as as one as one group that that's a pretty amazing accomplish ac- accomplishment. But uh, uh, a single collector edition for the year is local for me. Yeah, and don't forget, the price of the local edition is less than what it would have cost you to buy the single issues. Yep, yep, twenty nine ninety nine. And mm. whenever I look at that, I look at local, and I'm going to pick on Marvel here. Um, I look at at what Oni did with local, and what Marvel is trying to charge for the Secret Wars omnibus for twelve issues, and I'm just like, okay, here's a value, and here's a ripoff, and um yep. local was was a great presentation yeah jason my buddy what do you got yeah um well i think i agree with kristen that when i think about this category i think um it's it's, it's not just about the story because i probably would have voted differently like you mentioned vince that you thought green lantern sinestro core was 
too low on the list, and as was Superman and Legion of Superheroes. And I agree with you in that I think both of those stories were excellent and so mm-hmm. deserve recognition. But at the end of the day, I think they both were very basic in their presentation and that they were nicely but but relatively standard premier hardcovers, which we see a lot now in pretty much anything that's 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 modern. So I look at this as not just is the story worthy, but also in is the presentation um, eye-catching or gorgeous? Would you is this the kind of thing you'd want to have on your coffee table or proudly presented in the bookshelf in your living room? Um, because I think we're at that point now with with the industry where they're putting out some really beautiful looking uh, collected editions. So um, I also agree. I, I Starman, I loved the content. I didn't think it should have won this award because again, it's it's finally here, and I think that in and of itself was great. But I don't think it was necessarily all that innovative a packaging. Um, I agree that Local was a beautiful book. I read it over the holidays. It's a beautifully presented book. The price you can't go wrong. Um, but I, I just the story didn't resonate with me as much as I think it, it did a lot of other people. So I couldn't vote for it. Uh, so my vote went to um, the second place uh, vote on the forums, which was the Hellboy Library Editions. Um, now I think part of my vote for this is colored by the fact that I hadn't read Hellboy until these library editions. So my first exposure. Wow. The Hellboy, which, which obviously I think you guys already know is, is a fantastic series, um, were these library editions, so I probably have a, a soft spot in my heart for them. But, I mean, these are oversized, beautiful paper. You know, Mignola's work just is stunning, you know, with, with the larger size. They're, you know, just beautifully bound. Uh, you know, again, these are things that could be on your coffee table, and, and, and your friends that come over that aren't comic fans would be like, oh, what's that? And look through it and probably be really impressed. So No, I would be like, don't touch it. Yeah, that was my vote. Uh, and, and again, this is such a, a wide category now because I think the industry is moving so much toward this because of the greenfield sales opportunities. So many hardcovers and trades come out each month that, that this is a pretty diverse category. Um, I just wanted to give two quick shout-outs to two other books that weren't nominated and I thought should have been. Um, number one, the Lock and Key hardcover. Uh, IDW did a great job with that. Um, again, it's it's beautifully bound. Uh, it has a embedded... Uh, uh, bookmark in it. Uh, just really high quality paper. The color really pops. So I thought that was a really nice presentation for a great price. Uh, and the other thing that I, I didn't see nominated and I thought deserved to be uh, was Camelot 3000. Uh, oh, yeah. Which, which again, it's the complete run um, for a very inexpensive price. And, and I think that Camelot 3000 not only was a great story, but it had a lot of historical significance uh, in and of itself. So um, so I wanted to give a shout out to that. But but uh, oh boy, gets gets my nods because it wasn't uh, an, a comic collected edition per se. I didn't mention the Gary Panther collection from Picture Box, but if you stack that up next to all these books, even the Sandman um, absolutes, mm-hmm. the Panther thing would make them all look sure. sick. And one of the things, maybe the four of us didn't read it, but I know a lot of people have praised it, and, and it's on my list of things to get, is the uh, comic book tattoo. Uh, yeah. Oh, it was great, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I couldn't vote for it because I haven't read it yet, but it's definitely something I want to check out because it seems like everybody that's gotten a hold of it just can't say enough good things about it. So, Yeah, yep, beautiful, right. big-ass anthology. Mm-hmm. Mm, Tori Amos. Yeah. <laughs> All right, and she probably hates me for saying that, even if she does it. All right, let's. This is the final stretch, the big four. Best Woo! arc in a series. Uh, fourth runner up, all splitting 2% of the votes Daredevil, Cruel and Unusual, Walking Dead, Made to Suffer, Fables, War, and Pieces. Uh, third runner up, Tied. 4% Batman R.I.P., I guess. Uh, New Ways know. to Die, 
And then you have, in second runner-up, is uh, All Hail Megatron, Annihilation Conquest, Thy Kingdom Come, and... Okay, I'm sorry, I misread a line. So those three were third runner-up, uh, second runner-up, and second place. Criminal Bad Knight and New Krypton, all 10% of the votes. And Death of Captain America wins with uh, 20%. Wow. Mine wasn't even up there. <laughs> I uh, Yeah, I know. I, I, I know. I don't know what to tell you. I, I poked. I poked. I picked. Uh, <laughs> poked. I did. I did poke it because it was so pretty. Uh Green Lantern, Secret Origins. Great okay. That, that's Yeah, that's good. All right. Chris, what would you pick? Uh, so hard. Um, it is. That's why you poke it. I'm reading Supergirl for the first time ever. Uh, wow. Yeah. So New Krypton gets his win. Wow. You know what? New Krypton has me interested in Superman and Supergirl and for the first time really ever. So, um, yeah, for just a, a geek out level, yeah, new, new Krypton, um, really enjoying it. So many, so many good arcs this year. So, but you know, that, that's what I got to go with. Mr. Wood. Uh, wow. I, I, uh, hmm. I, I agree that, uh, your guys' choices were definitely worthy. Um, I, and I was surprised, frankly, that death of Captain America got the win. Um, just because it seems like it, as, as good as Captain America is, I think this year I fell victim to the fact that Captain America has been so good and so consistent for so long now that I'm almost taking it for granted. You know, it's it's that that story's been running for a long time. But uh, uh, my vote would have been uh, Fables, War and Pieces. Um, Excellent. Again, Fables, pretty much my favorite. In terms of start to finish, it's been my favorite book of the last five, six years. Um, and War and Pieces wraps up, uh, one could argue, the, you know, the first mega theme of the book which is you know um again i don't want to give it any spoilers or anything but it it wraps up the you know the, the first 75 issues pretty much lead really, to that yeah. volume uh, and, one basically yeah yeah so i mean to me and and it so often um you know the finales of these big these big arcs you know can leave you a little bit empty um like why you know why the last man which was a fantastic series wrapped up this year as well um and i considered that but at the end of the day, um, I, I had to give it to Fables, War and Pieces. I, I think it was just a, a brilliant end to a absolutely brilliant, you know, uh, what six seven year run. So uh, that was my vote. Cool. I'd have to go with New Krypton as well. Not only because it's excellent, but because, as Chris said, it's pushing my my boy back into the top dog spot in the DC universe where he should be, where he always should be. He should uh, as he gets ready to leave the books. planet. Yeah, as <laughs> he gets ready to go away. Sure. It's just a stepping stone. Um, <laughs> hey, this is gonna be, no, no, seriously, this is going to be a huge year for the Superman family of books. Right, and and nothing could make me happier because I, I, Amazing Spider-Man was my first love, but if I had to again decide, I would pick Superman as my favorite comic character. Mm. So I'm just so glad that he's getting some props and people are paying attention for once. Yeah, which is good. Be nice if they use model sheets on the book, but sure. Hey, hey, hey does, let's go to the. <laughs> doesn't hurt to have Jeff Johns, uh, James Robinson, Sterling Gates writing oh. that whole thing. That's three pretty talented dudes. You betcha. Next up, it's the favorite miniseries. Who has this? Do oh, I have this? Go for it. All right. Favorite miniseries. Yikes. This is another one of those that was spread all over. We have things from H.P. Lovecraft's Haunt of Horror, illustrated by the fantabulous 
Richard Corbin. There's uh, Secret Invasion Thor's in there, Johnny Hero's in there, BPRD 1946. But um, 8.2% of the vote was tied between All Hail Megatron (laughs) and... Yes, it's that good. Shut up. And the and the Thor one shots, which have been excellent to yeah. date. Uh, I guess you can call it fourth was I Kill Giants, which is really good. Got twelve point two percent of the votes. Mm-hmm. Third, Final Crisis: Rogue's Revenge, excellent miniseries by Jeff Johns and Scott Collins. Number two, sixteen point three percent of the votes. Lock and Key, but the number one Big Daddy. Garnering 20.4% of the votes goes to Final Crisis. Wow, I and really I hope, hope these last two issues make that worthy to be best. <laughs> and I whole wholeheartedly agree with that. Let me apologize and, to Mr. Pat Loika for the negativity. It's okay. Uh, again, stunned. No matter what you thought of it, Secret Invasion main miniseries is not even on the list. I'm not surprised. I, that, that's, just, that's nuts. I mean, remove yourself from the story. Visually, it was really good-looking book. Whatever. Yeah, well, just like, just like Marvel wasn't listed on 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 best or favorite publisher, that this this doesn't surprise me. My pick, right, was well, just before you go into it. Let's just remind people that we were not responsible for these these choices, so we don't skew one side right. of the big two or the other. Mm-hmm. We're straight and narrow, right down the middle. So just take that into consideration. And I think we've been all over the place as far as our picks go anyway. So, I mean, it's not oh, even yeah. like we have any... We, we're we not here to prove anything or say, okay, well, you know, this is why. Well, I am. Yeah, I know you. <laughs> but uh, I... Um, yeah, I can't... I Why any miniseries that didn't finish would be on the list kind of surprises <laughs> me a little bit anyway, but... Be- because of the magnitude of what has already been done. Mm-hmm. That's why. All right. There you go. Yeah, okay. So, um <laughs> drinking the Kool-Aid. Come I, on, check I, it down. I can't uh my my picks not on here. Uh, Teen Titans year 1. Oh, great. Wow. Very nice. Good for you. Thank you. you it's like you just pulled a rabbit out of it. I was going to say Vince just got an erection. Well, it's very hard for me to do at my age, but I think there's one there. <laughs> oh, God, Chris, what would awesome. you say? Uh so many miniseries. What what is a miniseries? What isn't a miniseries anymore? Um, on that list, I would have to go with BPRD nineteen forty six. I thought was awesome, and Josh yes. Dysart is another guy to watch out for. And you know, Paul Azaceta artwork on that was pretty sweet. So uh, yeah. that was probably the one. And, and Lock and Key is my favorite series of the year. So I'm not even putting it as miniseries, but. Uh, um, yeah, 1946, I think, was uh, was a lot of fun. Really enjoyed it. You mentioned Josh, Joshua Dysart. Mm-hmm. Keep an eye on Unknown Soldier Yeah, from Vertigo. Yep. Really strong start. Three issues in, very good. I, I read it for last episode, but I didn't get around to talking about it, so maybe next time. Oh, very good book. It'll be a Vertigo episode. Yeah. Well, maybe. Jason. Uh, yeah, I... I um I'm loving I Kill Giants, but I'm not sure if it's wrapped up yet, but I haven't finished reading it, so I probably have a few in my pile that need to finish. So I can't vote for that. Um, I also loved Atomic Robo. I think that series has not gotten enough recognition this year. No, I know Rick it definitely Wagen- hasn't. Yeah, Rick Wagoner did get nominated for an Eisner, um, and I hope that that, uh, that that means bigger and better things for him because that was a lot of fun 
uh, beautifully, beautifully illustrated, but but just a lot of fun series. Uh, but my vote again, uh, probably not a surprise. Uh, Lock and Key, uh, again, nod to Chris. Um, it, it, one of those things that, that that lived up to the hype. I, I thought it was a terrific series. Um, I, I'm loving Final Crisis too, but I'm with David. I, I can't vote for something that isn't finished yet because yeah, it's I, not done. I, I, I yeah, I thought Secret. I mean, I I didn't. I, I enjoyed most of Secret Invasion, but I um, but I did not necessarily enjoy the end and and i think that that matters a lot how a thing ends so i, I can't give fun you know maybe i'll vote for final crisis in the 2009 uh 11 but uh but but not this year so lock and key gets my vote you know i'm stunned david didn't say 2010 oclaskers but see you missed an opportunity i hate no I, I i don't always want to beat up on you man that's okay next up and i think this goes to uh mr neesman yes oh um Best character. What a an odd little uh, um, category. Um, Better Ray Bill. I didn't even know Better Ray Bill was in a comic this year. Invasion uh, Thor. I didn't even know that Better Ray Bill was Mega in a Flight. comic this year. Well, I, I, was, I don't uh, know why you wouldn't know. I mean, it wasn't written by Bendis or anything. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we get nasty uh, towards nasty the end. Don't don't o'clock. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Cosmo. The uh, the great Russian yes, that's from, uh, awesome. Guardians of the Galaxy, the hotness. yes. Uh, Hellboy, of course. Uh, Kingdom Kingdom Come Superman, I believe that is the the Superman of Earth twenty two. Um, Daredevil, Deadpool, who made a resurgence this year. Invincible, um, Jazz, <laughs> uh, Junior, the new creepy. Gail Simone created villain from uh, Secret Six. Uh, Webra. I'm assuming mm-hmm. Jazz ahead. is the Autobot. I'm thinking that too. Yeah. I'm assuming. Yeah. Sure. Marcus uh, Q. Libra from uh, from Final Crisis and and other titles there. Uh, Dashiell Bad Horse from uh, Scalped. Very cool. Uh, Johan Kraus from uh, BPRD. Uh, Rick from The Walking Dead. Rocket Raccoon. Mm-hmm. Uh, Scott Summers. Uh, Thor, uh, <laughs> uh, Red Crow, and I'm I'm going up in votes here. Uh, Red Crow from Scalped, which is uh, uh, I think uh, very telling that that Red Crow, uh, quote unquote, the villain of uh, of Scalped, is uh, um, several votes ahead of uh, Dashiell Bad Horse, uh, the 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 protagonist of Scalped. Uh, uh, Hal Jordan. Uh, the one true Green triumph. Lantern. Yep, makes well. I don't know about that. Makes his uh, makes his his uh, triumphant return uh, with eighteen uh, percent of the vote. And uh, Bucky, Winter Soldier, Captain America stands atop the mountain of best characters in comics this year uh, with the eleven o'clock comics listeners with twenty four percent of the vote. So uh, wow. all great, all great characters. Can't uh, can't yep. deny any of them. Big time. Yep, great, great I'm, year for uh, Bucky Barnes. Yep. David, who would you say? I, I actually wrote down uh, Spidey. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's been a wonderful year for Spider-Man. Yep. You betcha. Out of that list, I'd have to go with Green Lantern. Mm-hmm. But, Hal, uh, though? With Hal? Or? Um, out of that list, yeah, but I do like Guy much better. Uh, no offense to anybody who likes Hal. See, I'm not picking David. on David. I do, <laughs> I, I do like... Guy is, is more along my lines of uh, 
of a of a fun guy has a little bit of a tight Hal I've, Jordan I've, fan. I've realized now I've and come then, to the realization that I am in the minority when it comes to Hal Jordan fans. No, I love I love okay. Hal. It's so funny to hear David talk about him though because there's a serious love affair. I, oh, I, yeah. I remember when David said it's Hal. It's always been Hal. <laughs> <laughs> he had me at hello. It's like <laughs> no, I I just I love all the Lantern Corps, but Guy speaks to me. He speaks in my language, the common man, the the kind of lowbrow the uh, sensibilities. Yeah, yeah, I like Guy. But uh, moving aside from that list, I got to go with Superman. Superman's the best character. I'm stunned, you motherfucker. Yep. <laughs> yep. So, God it's, damn it's, it. It's, it's, it's I was so always proud Superman. of myself for fucking. I, was, I had a whole soliloquy about how <laughs> Superman was going to be my pick. Fuck. Then do it. Launch it. Oh, you got Preach. it already. You handle Preach. it. Handle it. He said he blew his load for him. Shit. You Vince, you brought the heat. <laughs> All right. So let's have a little bit of a drum roll. Unless Jason wants to launch into the soliloquy. No? I just want to say, because again, I remind people <laughs> that I read Marvel for 20 plus years, never read a DC comic. And then I read DC for a bunch of years and never read Superman except in like group books like JLA or, you know, whatever. Uh, this year was, re- I mean, that's why I gave it to John's. This year, fucking Superman was, I think, what a renaissance for him. Action was mm-hmm. badass. Superman was pretty good. Uh, but All-Star Superman was fucking brilliant. So, to me, it was, was as good a year as Superman's had since fucking Action Comics number one came out. <laughs> wow. Because you've been there. <laughs> Dude, I'm just saying. Whatever. I'm hammered. I know. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm sipping I can, on Mike, Mike Sims bourbon he sent me, so I'm uh, already a couple, a couple you know, Elliot Nesses in the in the, in the oh bag here. <laughs> I can hear our buddy Dave Windorf, and I have to launch into the segment of where you at? Where you at, Dave Windorf? It was the episode where we uh, the eleven o'clock panel versus the liquor and the liquor one. <laughs> All right, the last the last category. The crowning achievement, best comic series. And I think we should let Mr. Wood do this one. Nice, nice. Okay, uh, much like other seri- uh, other categories we've talked about, you know, this got a lot of votes. Uh, no one ran away with this one, which I think is probably fair. Um, those that got nominated but got no votes, which is kind of curious because you think if someone nominated it, they'd vote <laughs> for it. But anyway, uh, Invincible. Dynamo 5 and Immortal Iron Fist got nominated but did not get votes. I think they were three great series. Um, with 2% of the votes were Terry Moore's Echo, The Order, rest in peace, and Daredevil. Uh, with 4% of the vote uh, were Fear Agent, Walking Dead, and Batman. Uh, with 8% of the vote were Nova, Casanova, Proof, and Fables. Uh, in third place for a tie with 10% of the vote were Amazing Spider-Man and Captain America which is interesting since Marvel didn't get any votes for Best Company, but those do. Uh, <laughs> in second place with 14% of the vote was All-Star Superman. Um, and the winner uh, with 16% of the vote was Scalped by Mr. Jason Aaron. Astonishing. Uh, yeah. That so yeah. let's see. Uh, Scalped was a badass series, so I can't I can't really argue against that getting the votes. And uh, I've already gushed about All-Star Superman. I think that was my most surprising series of the year that I just absolutely adored. Um, uh, but my vote actually uh, was Fear Agent. I, I had never read an issue of Fear Agent until I think maybe January, February of this year. 
Um, and then I, oh, I, I, sent, I sent the man with the gun to your house. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I proceeded to read every issue that came out, and then and now I'm current. And uh, to me, it's just as near a perfect comic book as exists. Um, you know, we're so so fortunate to have had uh, you know uh, Tony Moore and Jerome Pena doing alternating arcs. Um, you know, they they both have different styles, but but both are just fantastic. So so detailed, and yet you know so expressive. Um, you know, Remender is just you know knocking out of the park. Um, I, I I just think it's 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 such a fun, uh, unique, imaginative, creative series that uh, I, I genuinely hope that we get plenty of Fear Agent in the next year or two because I know that both Rick and Jerome are, are are getting some some pretty steady work at Marvel now, which which I'm I'm happy to see too. But but I, I certainly think that uh, that for me, at least my personal experience this year, having read probably you know fifteen hundred plus comics this year. I think Fear Agent was the series that I enjoyed just about every issue uh, from start to finish. So uh, so that was my pick. But uh, Vince, what was your pick? From that list of worthy titles, it's kind of hard to go uh, vote against Fear Agent for all the reasons you said. Batman was great this year. Invincible's always great. I'd have to go with, and again, from this list, Amazing Spider-Man. Just from the accomplishment that they have made since One More Day has, to me, been totally unexpected, astounding, and it works on every level for me. Spider-Man is fun again. I can actually get up in, on a Wednesday morning and say, there's an amazing Spider-Man coming out today, and I cannot wait to read it. How long has it been since I said that? It's a very long time. Aside from this list, i got to give it up for Action Comics. What a year. No, the uh, Superman, the Legion, the Brainiac story—it's just New Krypton. Wow, just one one hit after the other. It just they just keep coming. So, Action Comics aside from the list, Amazing Spider-Man from the list. How about that? That's cool. I yep. uh, fr- from the list. I I had written down two books. I had best series and best new series. So from the list, my best series, my best series and. The list, the series from the list would be Amazing Spider-Man. My favorite new series is uh, Madame Xanadu. Look at you, cool respect. Very delicate art style. I, I took a. I don't buy the book, but uh, I'm waiting for the collected if it's not out already. She has a, an amazingly delicate style. It's almost like it's going to evaporate. Right yeah, if you look at the panel and Phantom yeah, Stranger really and cool. and and uh, a, a new up and coming writer. So you should really check it out. I should, and I will. <laughs> It was yes. great. It was a great year for comics. It's um, I can't pick one. Yeah, I, I've talked about Lock and Key, you know, ad nauseum, um, Fear Agent, you know, um, uh, as much as I've ragged on Marvel um, this year. You know, you got to tip your cap to uh, to what they've done with Spider Man. Uh, the character is is back and probably as good as he's been. You know. N- since the, the early years, uh, it was another great year for Cap and, and Daredevil. Walking Dead continues to be good. There's just so many good comics out there, so many good series, so many people that are really pouring their heart and soul into a lot of stuff. Um, I, it just, yeah, it was it was an absolutely fantastic year for comics. I think. Um, Head and Shoulders above 2007, which I kind of thought was a down year. Um, so yeah, it's um, I think just you know to cap things off, it was it was just it was good, a great yeah. series. I can't pick I can't pick any one 
one series. I feel like I would be sliding a lot of people that that did some pretty. You know, how can I pick Scalped over All Star Superman or <laughs> you know, it's or you know, how, how can you how can you do that? Uh, you know, both great series. Uh, um, yeah. yeah, just just I, I think. Uh, uh, I think 2008 was a really good year for comics. It's uh, across the board. Yeah, and aren't we lucky enough to be able to reap the rewards? Hey, it's it's been it's been a great year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, there was All a lot right, of, there was a lot of shit out there. Too. Oh yeah. But, uh, <laughs> oh, let's yeah. let's oh, end. No, there, there was there was a lot of stuff that sucked, but uh, no, I, I, that's not what no. the clocksters are about. <laughs> that's well, right. Let's, uh, let's end on a positive note. Let's. Um, I know this wasn't. Uh, part of the list but but why don't we say um one or two things that reach most looking forward to in 2009 wow we got to do it Easy. quick because we're already over two hours return to barry well, allen lead us off uh, yes yep. oh like chris 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 is going to lead us off because he said one that i happen to agree with yep, yep. okay flash rebirth um aside from that wow uh blackest night yikes oh geez it, that's a tough call yeah blackest night i think would be number one on my list yeah, no, I'd, David. I'd, I'd, I'd go with Blackest Night and um, continuing uh, what's going on in uh, Peter Parker and Spider-Man's world. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I, I'm looking forward to all hell Starscream after he makes his gank move. Um, <laughs> he, always, he always makes the gank move. Yep. Uh, uh, no, I mean, I, I think Blackest Night is definitely the, uh, the thing I'm most looking forward to. Um, I'm definitely looking forward to all the G.I. Joe relaunches. There's three. IDW's putting uh, three three out, which I can't wait for. Uh, so props to that. Definitely looking forward to Agents of Atlas. I hope I hope it has a long a long shelf life. Uh, Jeff Parker's the man, and uh, and I hope this series really uh, catches enough readers' fancy. So uh, those would be the three I'm probably most most geeked about. All right, it's been a marathon episode, longer than usual, but I don't think anybody will be uh, torqued off at that. I'm, fact. I'm warmed up. So, Let's go. I want to talk about this week's comics. Nice. We'll, we'll, we'll end this, and then we'll start next week's. And we'll. <laughs> oh my God! Yeah, and then I'll, and then I'll go downstairs and get my ass kicked. That's right. <laughs> That's always fun. Okay, guys, thank you. For, anyway, Vince. Come. Yeah, we do. But what are you going to do? <laughs> um, I like it that way. Let's thank everybody for joining us on this episode. We had a great time. I think this one was one of the more upbeat episodes. And there you go. Thank you for being Absolutely. here. And. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Th- thank everyone we for will. the first year of uh, of Eleven O'clock Comics. Yay! And thank you, backwards Dave, for getting this all Absolutely. set up. Absolutely. And and uh, and thank you three for uh, letting me uh, be a part of this because uh, I was yeah, sure. Yeah, you're a good boy. <laughs> Even a blind man could see you got chops. So <laughs> let's get let's not get all sentimental. Just say say bye. Oh yeah, read. Um, Read comics. Which play? <laughs> no, I don't want to say that again. Vince, Vince, I read which play this week. Which one? The first trade. Oh, see, you're, oh, it's risky. First one's not the best. Oh, lordy. Did I, you like it? I did. Oh, really? Oh, and you know what? You got nowhere to go but up because <clears throat> two is great, three is even better, and four, whoo, it's out of this world. Dude, how can I go wrong? Yeah. Yeah, but the, the, I was a little bit upset that they decided to start with that trade because it's by far not the best of, of, of the work. But Mars just takes off after that. Good for you. I'm proud of you, my son. Look at that. Yeah. Aye, aye, aye. Let me see. I, I want to say something to read. Let me, let me see what I got here. Read uh, Secret Six. Very nice. Well done. 
Yes. How about that? Junior. <sighs> Read and buy incognito. Very nice. Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Um, uh, go, Wood. Mike Norton, express yourself more. If you don't dis- if you disagree with us, tell us why. <laughs> uh, oh, crap. Uh, so many things. Um, uh, Madam Xanadu. Uh, read, um, I just picked it up today, uh, the uh, Hatter M. The Looking Glass Wars Volume 1 just came out today. Read it and uh, let me know what you think. Let, yeah, let me know what you think. All right. All right. Read Green Arrow. Say bye bye. Yes, because Mike freaking Awesome Norton is on. And it's a good book. Yes. Okay, see ya. Say bye bye. Bye bye. Thank you. I'm single too. Don't believe a word. For words are so easily spoken. And your heart is just like that promise made to be broken. This is true.